When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. Buongiorno, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome you to another beautiful episode of the Class Club Podcast. And today, we've got a special guest of us. He's known by some as the Italian Stallion. But he's known for us today as Michele. How do you pronounce your last name? Michele Buongiorno a tutti. It's a pleasure to know everybody. Hello, guys. Feel good to be on, man. How, how are you doing today? Uh, doing good, uh, except of the weather. Let's say that it started raining <laughs> as soon as I get off the train. More like since you got off the plane, really. But like, what the train, it? sorry, not the plane. <laughs> and the and the plane, though. Like it hasn't actually been nice since you've arrived, right? Yeah, th- that's true. That's true. No, except of uh, March, if I have to be honest. Yeah, that's all right. If I remember guess. in March the time, the, the weather it wasn't that bad. What's it like where you're from? Then is it all right? Uh, yes, now like uh, yes, more or less. That's right in Italy. You're saying mm-hmm. uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean now the weather in Italy, let's see, is very sunny, and uh, yeah, basically my friends uh, are like. Uh, sunbathing and they're outside while I'm uh, here podcasting uh, while the weather is raining well that's all right looks like you're the one who's winning my friend huh you're winning yes of course I'm you're here winning. yeah of course that's what I wanted to do podcasting yeah so one of the things I was wondering is like you know you're from Italy you're from a land of probably the most sacred food in the world in my yes. opinion Italian is one of my favorites yeah. I think we went to Weatherspoons the other day and <laughs> I asked you if you wanted the pizza and you basically just responded with Hell the fuck no! <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. It would be like, uh, yeah, basically, I can't eat Italian food here because I know that I would find Italian food very nice, very nice Italian food, but I would have to pay it the double or the triple. And uh, you know, uh, when I see like pizza, everything like, uh, I'm like, okay, I'll eat it when I go back to Italy. Oh yeah, of course. My that's what I think about, you know. When I'm here, but I like, of course, also your country. Your culture is interesting. Let's go, let's <laughs> go to the pub. Uh, Which part? The Weatherspoons or the tracks? Yes, the Weatherspoon, <laughs> exactly. I really like Weatherspoon, man. You made me discover this place. Yeah. Like a hidden treasure for me. You need to know about that. It's a yeah. very sacred experience of, of your first trip to Weatherspoons. Yeah. As lots of us found out, you know, it's. It's huge. Have you? Um, what about you? What's your opinions on the good old English pub? On English pub, oh, if I have to be honest, I've only been like uh, uh, to pub another time when I was okay. One time when I was in Kingston, I've been in a pub, but I only had like a double spice room. I was with like mm. other uh, two or three um, people. We were just basically there. It wasn't that busy because it was when coronavirus was striking. But it was like the start. If I'm not wrong, it was like October, like uh, as soon as I got here, no? And so I, I don't think I had like uh, uh, um, a, ver- a real experience of what a pub is. Mm. Because since I arrived, there has always been coronavirus. And so basically, we only were like these five people. We were five people, but the, cl- the, the pub was like empty, you know? And uh, only another time, I went in a pub in Brixton. Here I had a really good experience. There were like people dancing. There were there. There was music. A lot of people in there. I like that pub a lot. Brixton, yes. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, because you. Is there much drink? Uh, well, actually, I'll tell you what. Before we go into any more general questions, yeah. Do you want just tell a bit about yourself, like. Uh, about myself. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, like my hobbies, my. Uh, yeah. So. Name, Michaela, obviously. Oh, okay, yeah, my uh, name is... Uh, where, where, whereabouts in Italy are you from? 
And Michele, okay. And uh, Michele Morosi. 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 Is that right? I can't actually roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will spell it Morosi. at the end of this uh, podcast. Morosi. Yeah, you'll spell <laughs> for, it out for, for uh, our, our uh, people, all our listeners. But yeah, basically I live in uh, central Italy. It's like uh, a region in central Italy, near Rome, let's say. I mean, near Rome is like uh, roughly 100 kilometers, okay? No, okay, so near. But uh, my region is famous. It's called the Green Earth of Italy. Okay? okay, because we are the region like the exact center, and we are the only one of the only region in Italy, except of the north regions, that we don't have that sea. We don't. We have no sea in my region. We just have lakes. It's lovely, though. Yeah, yeah I mean it's, it's lovely. Right. It's lovely. Well, it means you still have the. Um, so here, where we are, it's sort of you know there is we're far enough from the sea where it's you're not we're not around it all the time, so we. You know, it's a good hour or two trip to the, the you know the seaside. So it's to like Brighton, a, let's say. I've yeah. been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been there. In the like great scheme like, of things, though, considering like the European oceans and stuff like that, our seasides are nothing. Like you have got okay, West Whistling maybe. How dare! I'd never go and get a tan down at Brighton Beach. Have you been to Brighton? You can. Going to Brighton, yeah. Like uh, I remember that uh, me, I I come from a linguistic school. Okay, so this school allowed me to like let's say travel a lot. Mm. We went on, a, on, I remember, on this school trip, it was like 2017, the whole school, and we went to Brighton, okay? We went to Brighton, and uh, I was really surprised. I liked Brighton a lot. I didn't expect, uh, because I was thinking about going to London. I was a little bit sad that we were about to go to Brighton, but I was I was really surprised. I mean, it, yeah, there was the, okay, it, it wasn't a sand beach. No, 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 yeah. But... I appreciate it because anyway you have the pier you know you just go around the city yeah, it's very interesting I think most times we've been to Brighton though it hasn't really ended very well for us like what do you, what, what do you usually do at say uh, well, Brighton well what I think should I tell the story Ben it's not too long but like uh, we um, so recently so it's about 50 miles away 50, 50 miles 50. yeah 50 yeah miles. it's like 50 miles cycle. about 50 miles away so um, we we every year well not every year but we like to cycle to Brighton Okay, uh, you cycled to Brighton. Yeah, and it's good fun. And two years ago, I think two or three years ago, mm. they got our bikes got stolen. Well, two bikes got stolen whilst down there because your yeah. bikes. Yeah, oh, we got to, we got to the pier. We parked it up at the pier. We went on the pier for about what two minutes? Two, two minutes. minutes max. Came back and the bikes were gone. And I saw the two look bikes. on Ben's face. He was like, "Oh!" I just saw him. He he ran straight off. I didn't see him for about an hour. Looking for the guys that took the bike. It was like I didn't. Like really, I didn't really care about the bike. Cause I had the bike for it. But I had the bike for. It was the good eight it was years. The pride. What's the value like? What's the value of the bike? Oh, it wasn't my one was no, not really any value actually. The oh, only okay. only value I was left was sentiment because okay. uh, I'd had it for eight years and it was. It was a noble steed. It was a, it like it was probably about hundred pounds new anyway, like oh, a mountain okay. bike. But you know, I had it for eight years. It it done well. I, I was overdue a new new bike anyway. But it was just the fact that some cheeky. Asshole, you know, yeah. st- stole a bike and got away with it. I'm just like this. Oh, I can't believe this. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, here it's pretty common what I find. Like, let's say one of these days, I was about to go. Uh, I just went outside of my hotel. I just saw like uh, where the bikes are parked. Like there was one wheel. <laughs> so basically, these guys. <laughs> yeah. Basically, this guy just took the whole bike, but just, they left one wheel. Because okay. the wheel was locked up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's the advice around here. You don't lock up the bike. You lock up the wheels. Yeah. Those are the things people were after. Yeah, but people will find like uh, every time different ways to steal your bike. You know, uh, that's uh, that's what it is. Even outside of my, you know, how it is my building. Like, mm. 
there are people outside even guarding. This this guy was just like, uh, oh, I I need a wheel. She just took this uh, this bike. Yep. And when we left, that's it. And another day, there was only the bike without wheels. This there was basically this folk that ju it just come there mm. to take two wheels, and there was this bike like uh, on the ground without wheels, bro. Well, whatever works. Mindful. Whatever works for them, I guess. Yeah. yeah exactly. Wish, wish them all the best. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um. So what? What? Why did you come to England? Yeah. Why are you here? Especially let's amongst yeah. COVID nineteen. Why are you here? <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Go home like this. No. Let's say I came to England. Especially like to live, to live a new experience. That's what led me here. If I to be honest, especially then basically because uh, in Italy we don't miss anything except. Uh, a job let's say in Italy is let's say harder of course than UK to find a stable job no mm. so that's the main reason that leads people to come to come here but this wasn't my reason let's say my, my main reason was just to live experiences and I was fascinated by London you know because it's what about it I mean it's, uh, it's uh, full of uh, you have a lot of choices I mean when you arrive in London I mean what led me here was mainly to study fashion I was very interested in fashion I was oh, yeah. very focused on it okay before I arrived here and uh, like I was very fascinated from uh, UK's universities you know it's very interesting because it's also very multi-ethnical it's like a melting pot London mm. that's why I found it yeah. very interesting there is no city like London trust me mm, not the even in Italy I mean in Italy we have Milan but uh, is is I mean, it's very de developed. Like let's say, but it's not like London. It's like years Lon far from London. London right? is sort of like the first, one of the first bastions for multiculturality in well, in the world. Actually, I would say yes. Like it's like the second one after New York. That's it. Well, yeah, and I think, but I think London was the first one, the first first city to do that. Um, Out of interest, did you have any expectations before coming to London that were just utterly disappointing? Let's say that was disappointing, like you said, that, that I had like uh, before. Yeah, did you have like a reception of it that just didn't come true? Okay, okay, okay. Let's say when somebody, uh, we were speaking about this with this friend of mine, uh, when somebody uh, from outside other countries come to London, what they have in their mind is just, okay, I just come here. I'm gonna make uh, money like this, I'm gonna find a job. But then. It's like what they so say about America, you're gonna exactly, go then, you're gonna exactly. make it. Exactly, but this is the American dream, it's like uh, far away from the reality, you know. And that's why I find that some people here are always like, uh, you know, they always see them around, they're not smiling, they're not like this. Because maybe what I think is that these people, they just come here with the, with the mentality, that they just come here, it's easy to do everything, to do money. But then they just, boom, they beat themselves with the, with the reality, mm. you know. Because they have too many expectations, okay? But for me, it was the opposite. I didn't have this many expectations, okay? Mm. It was just about for the university, but I got surprised because, like we were telling before in the car, like, London uh, like is the only city, like, you drive half an hour, you have a completely different scenario. Mm -hmm. Like, now, let's say we are speaking, in the moment we are speaking, podcasting, we are in the countryside. Half an hour drive, 40 minutes, we are in the food center. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In Italy, is. Not exactly like this. What, what I've always found mad about, especially central London as well, how you can go from a very nice, safe area 
you take wrong t- one wrong turn exactly. and you're you're in big, exactly. you're in big danger <laughs> exactly like it happened one time to me i was like uh, with this friend of mine we were scheduling to go to portobello okay to see the market because it's very interesting we, we are fond on fashion we, like, we are like keen on fashion we like mm-hmm. a lot uh, then on portobello like oh, i knew also the brand trapstar let's say that it's very famous now yeah very well known it was founded by these two guys that were like uh, at portobello they were just selling it their clothes like this yeah, so yeah. i found this story very interesting let's go to portobello okay we went there, <laughs> my phone basically was dead, okay, I called this friend of mine in that moment, he was telling me uh, where he was, my phone just dead, I was just in this area, just in Portobello, but like, uh, imagine, uh, this was like my second month here, so like, I didn't know where to go, what to do, mm. basically, I started going around, going around, <laughs> and uh, finishing like, uh, I think, I'm, I'm Muslim, get to it, was <laughs> I think, uh, I was just there, you know, like, uh, I don't know to say, man. I felt like lost as never. Just stopping everybody to ask information. Yeah, so yeah. I remember that moment. I was in the bus. I was like desperate, bro. Mm. I was uh, speaking with the driver. I was so desperate. So, oh, where can I go? Where can I go? Speaking with the driver. I said, the, bus, the driver, you can't speak to the driver. You can't speak. I felt like, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, no one's, no one's nice here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to tell in this way. But yeah. like, oh, Jesus. Like, uh, come on, try to help me. Like, asking information. Like, the third time it was like, oh, oh, you don't speak to the driver. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. I will get lost. I will, I will yeah. die. Sorry. Yeah, so basically, at the end, I found a way home uh, thanks to a Chinese uh, man. It was so nice with him. Yeah, the only helpful people in England are the ones that aren't English. Well, it's. It's a sort of. Um, I think, to sum it up, it's. Uh, have, you, uh, did you, have you ever come. Have you come to terms yet with the, uh, the word you're right? Sorry? Exactly. Not the word. Not the word that, sorry, the phrase. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long did it take to to get? To but there's to... random phrases right. that, like, I remember when Elias came over. in my last job when I was working in a warehouse. Let's say there was like this guy. That I could I could barely understand what he was saying because he was like from us from a from a city in in England. Maybe you know the name. These people basically is like they're mumbling. It was well, the parents ran away. I was like uh, okay. Yes, and he was my supervisor, so every time he was telling me so. One day, like, uh, I remember this moment, he, w- he was telling me to put something in the bucket, so he's telling me, like, 10 times, and then, 10 times I was like, sorry, 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 and then he was, oh man, it's so funny, it's so funny, yeah. mate, me, I was like, what? Do you not have accents in Italy, though, though? different accents, depending on where you oh, live? Oh, Jesus, Italy for this is, I mean... Maybe for you, if somebody's from Newcastle, like you're saying to me, maybe you don't understand him pro- what he's saying properly. In Italy, it's like if a person like uh, is from uh, like Sardinia, they have totally a different language. But even South Italy in general, if they speak like with a dialect, you cannot understand them. Like yeah. it's like it's like a, another um, like another I'm language. In, in Spain, so North North Spain and South Spain, they've just completely different cultures. Isn't Barcelona exactly. just a complete island of its own though? As well, Barcelona, like yeah, you love if Barcelona. You go there, like, um, like let's say, I knew this girl, it's like she Catalan. was telling, she was telling like Spanish at school. So basically, like, they went there, yeah. they started speaking Spanish with them. These people, just they got angry. I mean, in Barcelona, they prefer that you speak English. Instead of speaking Spanish, yeah, they're so patriotic. It's called Catalonian. Cat- yes, yes. Mm. Yeah, I remember my um, my Spanish teacher. She was saying, she felt like uh, like she felt like all she'd learnt was a was a lie because she went to Barcelona, tried to talk, and then they they spoke back, and she was just like, no, no clue what you're on about. Mm. But yeah, 
so they do have that in Italy. Yeah, in here over here, it's more accents, accent heavy. Where you you like London? There are loads of different accents in London. You know. You think so? Really? Yeah, you know, cock, So you have Cockney accents. Uh, you know, you have your you're of upper you're upper class posh but also though London's multi-ethnical as well so you're just going to get in terms of variations of how people like speak a lang- their second language for instance you're Italian but your English is actually pretty good so like we pre- we can pretty much understand everything you say but yeah then, yeah yeah I mean I think like, I'm like more or less like let's say yeah I only miss like a few words but I will just in one month focusing I will just uh, British slang also keeps on changing as well. Yes, There's always yeah, new very slang. Fast. That's yeah. always new slang. British yeah. slang is very fast. Like uh, when I when I came here, I didn't even know that a cigarette was called fag. These people, <laughs> like, smoke, I smoke a fag. Me, I was like, what? Yeah. Smoking, a, smoking a flag? What the fuck? Are you smoking? No, and then now yes, now it's alright. Yeah. I understood it. No? Yeah, uh, what I wanted to say was um, earlier. That's why I started talking about you're right. Because the reason I came you're from right. The, you're right. You're right. Yeah, the reason why I came from that was. Just, to sum up what uh, English people, the sort of ethos of when you when you come to England, or especially London, you know, if you go to a small village, it's much nicer. But in London, you know, you go, you're right, you're right. If mm. if someone who doesn't know that, if you go, you're right, and the person, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all right, yeah. people go, no, I, I don't actually want to yeah. hear, I don't actually yeah. want to hear okay. your life story. It's you're right, you're right. You nod, and that's it. No, it no like other. You are there the first no people other. that tell this this to me straight. Like all the people I swear to God, especially now that I'm in this building, so I have to speak with a, a lot of people that say I meet them in the elevator. They ask you like, how are you? All right, you're right. You answer them, oh, okay, accept this. And like uh, these no. people, they just don't care. No, 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 no. no. And, yeah. you're like, and you're like, am I the problem or? Uh... Uh, it's it's literally it. Uh, the English. It's very dodgy. I mean, because maybe you can start speaking with a per- with a person that uh, he doesn't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no one in England does. Nothing. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the point. That, that's that's the reality. You can, before coming to England, you think, oh, this, that. Then you understand that everybody is doing his business. Yeah. You see, in Italy, if I ask you, how are you? How is it going? I am. It means that I want to listen to you. Otherwise, I just say to you, "Hello." Mm. Here they say, "Like, how are you?" Like, uh, "I." Mm. Hello. I. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. It's very Dutch, like uh, especially for uh, we Italian people. This is. Uh, I mean, we think that if somebody asks asks to us, "How are you?" and then he doesn't even reply to us, we, you know, it's like uh, mm. we don't we don't take it very well, the classic. Yeah, we don't take it very well. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like uh, you you are uh, kidding me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, or like we have like the classic head nod as well. You just go like that. Yeah, that's just, it. Yeah. yeah, nod up and that's about it. Or nod down and and that's it. You, you know. Um, oh, what was the other one I was I was gonna say? I had a really good one. Well, there's the, the word the word shit has multiple meanings, isn't it? You have good shit, bad shit. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have that in Italy? Shit we have this, let's say, <laughs> but but it's more it's more it's more slang. Uh, let's say if we are talking about uh, doing rap shit, we say uh, merda rap. It means rap shit. We can say it. But let's say you go to the restaurant, uh, you, you can't say like, uh, like here we went to spoon, we, we have the wrap, we say, oh, that's good shit. No, mm. you go to Italy, if, if you say like, uh, I don't know, to the waiter in a good restaurant, say, oh, that's good shit, uh, bella merda, it means that it's, <laughs> it's really shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really shit. But it means so that's many true. things, because like you say, I have, I've got a shit ton, oh, yeah. fuck all, it's like, like, it doesn't mean anything. We sort of just blur the lines of meaning it's more just context let's uh, say if you, if you buy I don't know like uh, designer clothes uh, you can see 
this is a designer shit. This is merda. Design. We, yeah. You can see it in Italy, okay? Like expensive shit. You yeah. can see it in Italy, but not in the way of food. Maybe it can be because you're oh, keen okay. on food, okay? Yes. Especially. But it's always a slang, let's say. Mm. It's always a slang between young people. You will never find like uh, people from above the the 30s that they say you that's good shit in Italy. Mm. You'll never find that. Coming on from food, actually. So in England, uh, there's a big difference in England and America, Sue. An American... So if an England English person sits at a restaurant and he gets given, say, the wrong food, yeah. he will eat the food, or, or if he doesn't even like the food, he'll eat it all, not complain... Uh, in the UK? Yeah, in the UK. Really? Yeah, so, so what we'll do is... We're too polite. We, we, so we're too... We're, we're, it's, it's a very fine line to be... So we, most people see us... Go, you're right. Yeah, that's it, and that's it. And or mind your own business. That's kind of seen as fairly polite for us because we we kind of keep our own business. And same with so if I went to most of the time, if you if you if English an English person goes to a a restaurant and the food say done wrong. So if if maybe you order chips, you ordered chips rather than mash, but mash came. Okay. A lot of the time, people just we we just we just might we go turn to our friend and go ah. Oh. We've got chips, not ma- uh, it's giving me mash, not chips, you know. Okay. And uh, the um, you know, and you know, they will say, "Oh, go complain." Oh no, 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 no. we can't complain. No, no, no. really. Uh, no, we uh, we'd rather we'd rather complain about it than actually uh, raise. Like, uh, yes, yeah, because we don't want to be because we don't want to be a, a nuisance. Depends where you're from, though. Like oh. it, L- L- London, that's not always the case. Not always. Well, it's because people are a lot more forward and aggressive. Yeah, it's because of the. It's because of the culture it's the cultural yeah but it depends it. also i think that if you go to let's say wells all the respect for wells we love wellspoon but if you go to wellspoon and you get like uh, the wrong chips you're gonna be like okay but if uh, if you go i don't know to just to name a good restaurant the amazonico in central london mm. very expensive restaurant and they give you the wrong food okay there you can complain yeah they, they probably because you, it depends also on the circumstances that's what i think yeah if your average englishman probably would complain then but it's most of the time, I think it depends on the value of what you're paying for. Exactly, that's it. Yes, uh, if you make me pay thirty pounds for a for a for for a pasta for a pasta dish, like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna complain. What to would you. you consider to be like native English food? Like, what was the first thing you wanted to try when you came over here? That's it. Uh, I mean, that's it. I don't even. know. What do we like, make? Uh, that's national dish is curry. Have to be, let's say that nowadays let's <laughs> went say from that, fish and chips to curry. No, no yeah, fish and chips. I already tried when I went to Brighton and I loved it. You yeah. know, so I already knew it. Wait, but our, our national dish is curry. Yeah, yeah. No, no. How, do, how do you calculate? No, 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 no. National dish is, is actually curry. How do you calculate a what? national dish? A national dish is curry. Look it up. What do you oh. mean? What do you mean by a national dish? So each country, every country has a national dish. Yeah, and that's and it's like what? it's like um, I don't know. So it's not necessarily measured. It's just sort of. It's just England, land of the curry. Like, no, no, no! It generally is because we because we're just so multi because we're so multicultural. I was thinking beef. Exactly, it's so multicultural. Beef, peas, potatoes, tea. Well, if you're gonna come to Italy, you're gonna understand that we have better beef. So you know that it can be this. The thing is that when you arrive in London, especially nowadays, I was more happy that I would be eating like I don't know uh, KFC because I don't know it where I'm from. You don't have KFC. No, not where I'm from. I need to. I, I will need to go to Rome. I don't even have it in Perugia. There is the the the. Let's say the nearest city. So that's house. your favorite fast food chain, then the KFC. Of course, you know. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen you had enough of it. What about you know um, supermarkets? You know, supermarkets. Read that. 
UK national UK dish. Chicken tikka masala. It's the UK national Indian. dish. But it's an Indian food. Yes, I know, and it's the UK national dish. Look, look, that's I'll, I'll tell you. First thing comes up. Chicken tikka <laughs> you masala. See, you see, what the thing is that when you have so a multi-ethnic country like this, you're gonna lose like your your identity maybe a little bit. You see, in this case, because you go search, you, you just went searching for UK national dish and you had an Indian dish. Yeah, no, it, it's well, it's double-edged sword, you know. So um, where's the culture? Well, if you look up. If you look up the national sport of India, it's cricket. Yeah. You know, so we've yeah, done that yeah, to true. other countries. We we imbued our culture. They're which... not a good at football. <laughs> it's true. No, they're not. I, I, I run for this India. because I used to play like uh, FIFA 15 when I chose like India. It was like uh, two stars out yeah, of five. Yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, in Italy, if uh, just to speak about uh, the thing about the dishes you were telling me, here you don't uh, refuse, let's say. Hmm. In Italy, is the opposite. Let's say you, you take me, you give it to me a pizza. I just order for a pizza. And the pizza is like uh, too cooked, let's say. Uh, it's almost black. You know how it is? Like, uh, I'm going to complain and you will have to bring me another one. No, in the, mm. U- in the UK, I think the most, you're most, it's most likely to be oh, slightly burnt. It's slightly overdone. It's more as well when you're eating with other people and, and then, everyone's got their food. And then, and, the waiter like, com- oh. and then the waiter comes over. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Oh, it's all beautiful. Fuck. Yeah, everything's fine. And said, you are shit. <laughs> I remember this. one time I, um, my friend Tom Burnett, he <laughs> ordered a pizza. He wanted a pizza. I forget what... I forgot where I forget where we're eating, but he ordered a pizza. Pretta, he uh, it was pretta, that's it. And he went, oh, I don't want um, oh, because he he doesn't like he didn't want pineapple. He just wanted a ham pizza. Oh, like but a California no, pizza, like, like yeah, but with no pineapple though. He didn't want the no pineapple. pineapple. Oh. So he so he said um, he went a pizza just ham. They started. They just did. They just did. Uh, they just did dough, dough. and ham. <laughs> Whoa! No cheese. No cheese. And he was sitting there. Go- he was sitting there going, just getting really like slightly round up because he was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna have to eat this." And I was like, "Okay, I w- I'm gonna have to step up." And I just went, "Oh yeah, by the way, it's it- just to clarify this." And you just mm. saw, and then you just saw this really sad plate of just dough and ham just on the side. Oh, <laughs> At least grate some cheese on that bad you boy. Here you have too right. many options. Here you have too many. I remember the day I was ordering food. I was having five guys, okay, ordering oh, really? like uh, delivery. I didn't know what uh, no buns was meaning, so I just took no buns. I arrived the burger. I I just I opened it. I just left like uh, two burgers. That's it <laughs> with some cheese. And they was like, "What the fuck is that?" I called them. Like uh, I was arguing with them. What did you do? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. at the end. And you realise you ordered it. I ordered it. <laughs> no, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, I'll clarify this for me, actually. So in our, in the UK, especially recently, actually, fussy eaters has just been completely on the rise because of just catering to, and I think it's probably the millen- the millennial parents well, that have done it's, that. It's also the concept raise their of- children not to you know have to eat this. Is it like that in Italy? I can imagine it actually being uh, you know this is what we eat and. In Italy, you say like the family with the uh, fussy eaters. Is that is it? I free fast food. Let's say. Or in ge- uh, just in general, it's just like fussy eaters. Just like because here, fussy eating people that are a bit picky with their food. You know, that's on the rise because of you know. Means that culture. people like to cook to cook for themselves. In which sense are you? Uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, so um, people that don't really eat much. So uh, they don't they don't like certain foods. Oh, that's okay, what I'm talking about. So okay, okay. I can imagine it in Italy. There is lots of like... you should eat this. This is what we eat. Whereas here it's okay. lots of pandering, lots of. Uh... I have to be honest. Uh, 
year I met more vegan or vegetarian people than I met in Italy. Fact, How do you feel about that? First of all, uh, I think I think that this is normal because I come from a very small uh, city, and now I'm in London that has 10 million inhabitants. So think about it in this way. But the thing is that in Italy. Uh, oof, this is a very interesting question, you know, because in Italy we have a, a lot of food. Let's say that we like good food in general. If mm. you if you if you make somebody eat truffles, pasta with truffles, it's very hard that this person won't like them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, picky, let's say that me. If I have to be honest, when I came here, there was this girl, she wants to cook for me. I'm very picky, guys. And I wasn't eating her food. Because in Italy, we have a lot of the culture that our grandmothers are cooking for us really, really great yeah. food. So maybe it's for that. Maybe Don't sometimes you. also when we go out, uh, let's say, yes, we are really picky. Let's say if I go to a friend's of mine house, I don't know if I'm going to eat everything. So you know it, what it's I'm like saying? It's kind of like the opposite of our, of not necessarily our culture, but like part of part of the culture is going. So, lots of increased people are increasingly growing up with eating bad food. Yeah. Bad. Oh my god. No. And so, what ends up happening is they actually become picky eaters in the sense of they can't deal with with a they can't deal with complicated dishes. So they'd go to Italy, they'd have a beautiful home-cooked meal in front of them, and they'd go, I don't like it. Too much they don't texture. appreciate it, maybe. They don't, texture, they don't, too much flavour. Or they would just be like, oh, I don't like mushrooms. I've never eaten mushrooms in my life. That's what I'm talking about, like some picky. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing food, like, it's top quality. Oh, they, they'd just rather oven chicken nuggets, maybe. And But you're, you're talking picky in the sense that the food's not good enough. You'll eat it, but it's like, it's, uh, you've been raised well, on really nice exactly. meals. That's you've been thing. raised on really nice meals with loads of flavour. Yeah, but you know, in Italy is very, very fine. Me, I'm very lucky because my grandmother is always cooking very good food for me. But I know a friend of mine that uh, basically, <laughs> they don't eat great food at all. Maybe they don't have a grandmother, unlikely, or maybe their mother doesn't know how to cook properly. <laughs> so Call it this can happen in Italy. That's it, that's exactly, it. Yeah. exactly. Me, I'm very lucky under this aspect. But let's say in general, I'm gonna tell you like seventy percent of the people I know with great food. We yeah, have it's a really rich. nice culture. Yeah. Let's see. I reckon it's probably it's actually probably the going now nowadays in our culture. It's probably going the opposite way. It's seventy percent. Well, growing up, we're quite bland. No, no. But the yeah. thing I'm, I'm telling you also, me since I arrived here, and Adam knows I'm eating like fast food every day. Mm, that's the like, then again, uh, you've gone and told me that you don't have KFC, so I don't blame you. Yeah, but like uh, two minutes ago, I had KFC. You know, we, we don't have. KFC. That's why I'm taking advantage of this. Like, let's say in a, in a few weeks, I'm gonna come back and I won't have KFC. Yeah. I need to go to Rome to get KFC. But yeah, it's true. Also, a friend of mine was speaking with me. Answered to I replied to my story. Was telling me, bro, stop eating junk food. You're gonna become fat. And I was like, man, you're right. So what was, what, what if we ended up going to? Um, Italy. What what would be that equivalent for us then? What would you say is the supreme dish to go for? Supreme dish. The one that we have to try, okay. let alone pizzas and Let's stuff say like that. The the first three things that you're gonna try. First of all, you have to try like uh, especially in my region Umbria we have um, like uh, we eat uh, um, uh, rabbit. I don't know this. Oh, one. No, not yeah, I've rabbit. It's very nice. But that's actually a. That's actually. But a, the wild rabbit. I don't remember the name. The wild rabbit. To, wild rabbit. Rabbit and squirrel used to be a very. Not squirrel. Not squirrel. Well, in 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 England, rabbit and squirrel was uh, one of our main dishes. But 
Mm. You know, it's just through the years, it's this bland, picky eating in this country has risen, and you know we don't eat rabbit or thing. And because here we have like let's say a strong cultural so of hunting. Let's say all my family, because uh, like I have another family, uh, a family in Toledo is a small country, and uh, the other part of my family from my father is uh, in another country. Let's say more in the countryside. Okay. Mm. Basically, we have a strong culture in hunting, and they're always hunting like birds, rabbits, even uh, um, wild dogs. Let's say. Yeah, you got you've held on to your traditional culture more than we have here, because you it, still you still have your like it's more like the richer people, but you've still got pheasant hunting and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, but it's, it's, yeah, fox hunting we, is very. Familiar. We still yes. have that. It's just but like it's just it's only, the culture's it, dead. It's <laughs> only Imagine, I was speaking with my uncle like, a few days ago. He was telling, me, oh, but do they do fox hunting? Because this is the this is the image maybe that we have about England that about the the countryside the like we are exactly uh, yeah. going on horses and the foxes. That's it. No, you get the the opposite because um. Because we are such a multicultural city and all that, it's quite postmodern. So, and like you said, it's a melting pot of of ideas and and cultures and this, that, and the other, and what gets spurted but out. That's London, you see. But that's London. That's and, it. and that's you've got to move further and further away until you pick up. So, get an actual taste of it. More Cornwall, north, let's say. Corn, well, no, not even north. Uh, you want to go? You actually want to go south? Uh, southwest. To find like Fox Hunting. Southwest, go Dorset, Devon. You like? Uh, have you ever had? You've never had a cream tea. No. The cream tea, a Sunday tea, cream tea. So it's scones with jam and cream and uh, pasty. Have you ever had a pasty? No. This is so no. a pasty. It's um, it's pastry. It's it's kind of like it's pastry folded in half, and it's got meat and potatoes in it. That's that that. Oh, I had one. I think in. Greg's uh, does it work? Does it um, in, uh, in simply fresh? In simply fresh, I had one. I think there you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But so I had it. Proper one from Devon and Dorset. You know the countryside. It's, yeah, you want to get it in like a, a Cornish like pub or something else. Okay. Oh, it, oh, I do. That's what I was. Th- uh, I was explaining to it uh, earlier. You know, you people. I do feel. I feel sorry for the uh, for foreign people coming here on holiday or whatever because their first idea of this country is London. You, you'll go straight to London. There's London no, there's no being else really has a landmark status. Apart Lon- from maybe Cornwall. Yeah, well, London being just that's such a multi. It's an amazing city, but it's just so yeah. multicultural. And like you said, it's a melting pot, and you don't get the British culture. Now I you lose your identity. That's what happens exactly. It, it, to, to, for the most part, but you, you know, we still because we've got the royals and we're such a big country, we do hold on to the to the, from the outsider a good like a nice romantic sort of the uh, the thing that Britain's known for. But yeah, it's the same thing when you person. same thing when you go into Paris. Like it's Paris got this. Like, have you ever been to Paris? No, I've not yes. been to Paris. It's, I've been there once, and the first impression you get: one, it's busy; two, city of love. I don't think so. It's just busy. Mm, like really it's just, busy. And you've told me as well. There's a big gang problem in Paris as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing in Paris is that uh, as there is in London. So, Who is in Paris? Paris and their disrespect is very similar to London. <laughs> it's very similar to London because, like, uh, the most criminal areas, the most dangerous areas, are near the center. Let's say if you go around the Eiffel Tower, you just walk uh, three kilometers. And you actually, you, you might not believe this, but the highest crime-rated area in London, I believe, is Westminster. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. Just on the outskirts of the mainland. Uh, thiefing, uh, that stuff. But the difference is here in UK, you have strong laws against uh, fire weapons. Yes. Strong laws. It's it's because we've got a huge moat around our country, the the channel. 
we so it's much harder for people to get guns into this country because we've got you know the sea going round us. Can't smuggle it. Yeah, it's very hard to smuggle it in. That's why like somewhere like America, impossible for that because they got Mexico right next to them. Mm. So people they'll just get the guns in from Mexico illegal. Yeah. Like yeah. the USA is totally another story. If you think about it, if a kid can buy uh, a Kinder egg because the thing is dangerous for the surprise inside. Mm. But when you are eighteen, uh, but not even people from fourteen, you would buy a gun. That's what you do. Mm. I was speaking, I was uh, about to tell that in France it's more similar to USA. Basically, I know this because there is this friend of mine like was living there like from one year, and he was telling me like uh, France, especially if you go around the Marseille area, some areas are really in trouble. Let's say you buy an AK forty seven for uh, the price of a of a, of a moped here, like uh, for five hundred euros, mm, you buy you buy one because this is the problem. Um, um, when you have like uh, you know when you have um, um, uh, a pier, let's say yeah, all people are coming there, you know they yeah. buy. You when you get off, I had this uh, teacher from uh, like um, she was from Marseille, and basically she was telling us that uh, like as soon as uh, you get off of your ship at Marseille, you have a lot of people asking you selling you cigarettes for like one euro, mm. cigarettes for one euro. Here yeah. in the UK, they're like 15 euros the yeah. year, and you know what I'm saying. And if you get cigarette in one euro, you get uh, an knife for 20, you get... Um, yeah, 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 it's another culture. It's the, the pr- progressive... France uh, is very good to hide this, because if you think about France, you don't think about... You think about the city of love, you don't think about... Uh, I mean, Paris, the city of love. France in general, you think about a well-built society, well-built country. Baguettes. But they're very good to hide it, maybe. Yeah, well, it's the sort of... They're really good to it. It's the yeah. same with London, though. I mean, the reputation of London is top hats and exactly. canes, but then you go in and it's tracksuits and knives. So that, that, that's that's what that's what surprised me quite a lot, because now we have UK drill and that's okay. This uh, the shit is all is seem to be cool. But before coming here, I didn't know about this culture, so it was quite surprised. You didn't know about drill culture at all? No, but like other people, no, not even my no. Before coming here, yes. Before mm. coming here, no. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I come here, yes, even better. But the thing is that uh, let's say. If you speak with uh, old, not old, not even old people, if I speak with my uncle, with um, my parents, they're like, oh, okay, you're living good. They don't know exactly everything, you know. Mm, yeah, mm. no, it's, it's just lots. I mean, of it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful city, but people from outside, all, uh, they only tend to see the the good side of the, the thing. The, they roman- don't think the romantic things. side, exactly. Like you, like like we were saying, all these countries. So. New but York. that's the problem in everywhere. Also, if you New go to York, France, New UK, York, but New, the New only York one is well. Italy. When people think about Italy, they think, oh, mafia, this and that. Yeah. But the truth is the opposite. Because in Italy, that's something that you don't see. It's so basically, for a tourist, it's even safe. Held on for, you've held on to tradition better than other countries. I think you find most yeah. of Europe has, though, in defence. A lot of Europe has hung, hung on to their traditions. No, I wouldn't say the big, uh, the big cities, though. So... Uh, Barcelona, I, I, I don't think they've held on to it as well. Madrid, I don't think they've held on to it as well. Um, obviously, you've got the the bits in in Spain and same yeah, with France. I, I same guess, with France. I think. France I guess is, what I say isn't too much educated because is I've only been to the. If I'm going to a country, especially at this stage, I've only gone to the tourist areas. So yeah, so that's where France they're going to rub it like, in your face the most. France is like the probably the worst place. Uh, it's probably the worst for it actually. Like the whole. Yeah, but then again, we we stand by the fact that if you really want to get a taste of culture, you have to take away the city centres and you have to actually branch out into the countryside, and that's where these things still remain. But what happens? Oh, that's psychological. Is there? Do you have an issue with uh, English tourism to Italy? Because an example, so in Spain, 
you have many many villages that are literally like in England because you have lots of your your older rich people going to Spain and buying an apartment or something and going there as their holiday home and bringing England with them because they you know they okay okay uh, I remember because I was doing a, a seasonal uh, uh, work let's say a seasonal job that basically were working on olive trees with these uh, guys that I don't know because in Italy we have also a lot of seasonal jobs you see mm-hmm. olive uh, cutting things like that and basically all this land was from a British uh, old guy mm. that's the, the that's like um, mm, what we think about British people they just come in our country especially in Todi my small city where I'm from and they just buy land they just buy land mm. they just buy a lot they just buy a house they just buy a big mansion that's what yeah. they do that's the image that we have uh, that we have got but of course uh, as there are rich people there are also a lot of poor people and that's what people don't know when they when they think about something british they, they just think that this person will have a lot of money that's the the image that they've got mm-hmm. just because the pound uh, is as a bigger value than euros yeah mm-hmm. but in the end uh, the italian culture uh, like uh, like i was telling you guys before uh, is like uh, we have like especially our uh, grandparents they have like a mentality to save money a saving mentality you know yeah. so basically it's full of people that uh, maybe they go around with uh, uh, very cheap cars but uh, maybe in their bank account they they i'm not telling you lies they they have millions in their yeah. bank account you know what i'm saying yeah. and they just go around with dirty clothes maybe they don't even wash them and maybe they're still working and getting a pension this is the mentality just put apart put apart put apart you yeah. know and okay. that the problem uh, Italy has a problem with that with people that uh, they just uh, put money apart just money apart. and then you've got you know, the issue with the uh, with an aging do you have an aging population yes do we have an aging population hang on to that money and it's because they're holding on to the money and then they wait and then they're retiring bang and they, 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 there was like uh, an esteem that in Italy they were about like uh, I wouldn't like to tell a bullshit but they were telling about several billions like even 70 billions of money under the bed you know un- under beds <laughs> under beds like uh, in, the, in the in the i don't know man like uh, everywhere yeah sometimes it happens that they, they just destroy walls they find money yeah bloody hell you know what i'm saying so- this is because uh, a lot of people maybe they have this money from their old uncles or their old grandparents that they were selling jewels is it so, like, so when, when does this money get spent the people that got rich in Italy, they got rich when we didn't have euro, when we had the lira. Right. That's when people got rich. In the moment that we entered inside the, the euro, we, we saw our uh, power to acquire goods, mm. like uh, half of it was before. You know what I'm saying? So basically, the people that made money in Italy are the old people for this, mm. for the inflation, basically. Yeah. That's it. Hang on to it. When did you switch to the euro, actually? We switched to euros like uh, the exactly the year when I was born in two thousand. Okay, so you have no, you, you don't uh, have any different. In two thousand, we had the lira. In two thousand one, if I'm not wrong, should be the first like two thousand one or two thousand two. What well, what is? I think maybe it might be a good idea in a bit to maybe move away from Italy and maybe talk about your interests and stuff. Actually, would you like that? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah um, of course. I before that though, what is Italy like? What is the the political climate? In Italy, we have, uh, let's say, yeah, it's very, it's, it's full of tension, you know, it's full of tension. It's a totally different situation. Is it like, In Italy, um, the things that... Uh, left, left wing, right wing? 
that's it like middle people tend or to go or to write completely right that they see us they're really racist basically that's what basically they're quite racist let's see that some politicians of course like like Salvini no they just tell to people that enter our countries that maybe some of them is true some of them can come to our countries to do stuff to do illegal stuff but some of them are refugees okay then like basically this uh the main center the 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 motto of this uh, person was just uh, let's send them home <laughs> basically mm. and people a lot of people uh, basically uh, agree with him I mean because uh, you know in Italy that, that, but like everywhere I think they tend to say what people want to uh, want to hear mm. yeah. but if it's not the mm. truth and okay. then it's it's so it's quite so uh, here it's fairly similar so you have lots of people that um i think most people the average person is actually just normal fairly normal you know but most, the, most people the vocal the most vocal people are either the far right the, the right the more right leaning ones or the more left leaning ones and they're the vocal people so you kind of have these we like here we have a very similar sort of tension where it's just like the far left and the far right are, are really coming to blows and it's actually literally everyone 99% of the people are just sitting in the middle just like okay what do we do that's interesting though because you never really see many victories from the liberal democrats which would represent the central side because they don't so, they don't they don't yeah, represent they the central side but like yeah let's say that here is better because uh, like the government here invi- invite you to work he- even me I got this letter I was really surprised it was from the government to invite me to vote of course I can't vote in the UK But this this is how people reason. In Italy is the opposite. In Italy, a lot of people, especially young people like me, they're they're not voting, and this is so disappointing because it's not to do more to do the moralist, but a lot of people that are died. Mm. We had quite a small turnout for the to make ma- us vote. The mayor the mayor elections this year was quite a small turnout. I think it was only like sixty percent of people voted or something like that. It's because the people that are right leaning know the, that it's you know it's going to go to Sadiq Khan, the Labour candidate, because the cities here are very left. Mm. Uh, well, kind of. It's kind of going the other way. But. I think in Italy especially is that we, we don't have that, that much hope in the government. We don't, we don't uh, like... Uh, I mean, in, here in the UK, maybe you can trust government more. In Italy, there is this general mentality, and I'm telling you honestly, I'm one of them that we don't trust... Uh, we, we know that we, you, you can't rely that much on the government like maybe you can rely on here let's see how you have universal credit I think in Italy we, doesn't nothing like this exists you know what I'm saying I think we trust we trust them more but there is always a ge- there is just a general sense of it, it, it varies though. I mean the it, politicians are yeah, well, I mean, yeah like uh, uh, but most most countries will be criticizing their own politicians just because it's very difficult to get so- obviously like w- we haven't had the strongest government for a while I mean I'm no politi- political expert you've got a strong one but when you have when you have a group of people in charge there's always going to be a loud uproar of any reaction of anything they do I think that's sort of inevitable and then in hindsight people tend to look back and go those were the good days yeah I've never through studying history and stuff like that I've never seen a real moment where people were properly happy with what they had until it wasn't there I'll be very interested to see how um, we look back at Donald Trump because <laughs> if you because 
from the outside, he's very, very, he's a character, you know. He's a character. He's, a huge, he's not a perfect human he's being. He's a huge like, character. But if you, if you look at the way he's ra- he ran America, he ran America very, very well. The thing is that he's, he's, he's a brand. He's like any, he's a brand. Mm, yeah. Like you're seeing. He's like, he's got the job. He did very well for the jobs. And if you look at it and, uh, you know, uh, and the economy and all that, and, and now you look at, with Biden, the Biden, um, the climate for him economically and with jobs and all that is not looking too yeah, well. Yeah, However, from the outside, what you what we're hearing is it's very this is all good because he's he's okay. all about well, you, you look at you can look at the algorithms of social media as well. When someone has an agenda, you will stick to it no matter the political climate. Yeah, and it just comes through an algorithm. That's all you see. But what I think is that once that you got the government, you will have to see the time in which you are. Or you are at the top of the government because now there is a fucking war going on. You know what mm. I'm saying? Now he's gonna have to sort it out a war. When Trump was at the government, not that much was happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He right. just needed to sort it out the thing about black sleep, black lives matter. But now the the person that killed uh, George Floyd, uh, like he deserves, is going to jail. And that's that's a win for America. That's a win for all the black people of the world. That's what I think. But let's say that for Trump, it was easier. Yeah, well... It was it, an easier period. Now there is a war going on. I mean... It's going to be very interesting. And I think it's very hard for anyone to actually even say how it is. Because a lot of people, uh, which just causes lots of polarization. Lots of people just go, Donald Trump's done just bad for America, this, that and the other. And maybe the, I think the mindset you have maybe is... Yeah, he's done well, but maybe let's have a look at you know the type, the period and all that. And I think people need to look at stuff with maybe fresh eyes rather exactly. than rather than as Adam said, an agenda. But the thing is that, uh, like you know, um, uh, how can we say? Uh, people think that Trump is an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, like that is uh, a yep. people that a person that made a lot of money, but it's not like this. He like uh, he went in bankrupt like three times, mm-hmm. and. Uh, People think that uh, all the buildings that uh, they have, they have as name Trump, they have like owner Trump, but it's not like this. Mm-hmm. Do you Basically, have a... he just got there because he's a character, like you were saying, and so people with money, people well, that are what... really leading that, just took his name. That's what a brand. That's what a that's brand. It, do you have a strong character like that in? It, <laughs> what, what's What's crazy is that I don't know, Michela, how how much of UK politics makes its way to Italy. That you hear about? Do you hear about what, Bor- what Boris? Bits? What Boris? What is we to? heard about? Uh, what we heard about uh, UK and what a lot of people hear about is just Boris Johnson. That's the main uh, character. And I noticed that when I was speaking about about it with, uh, like, let's say, some British friend of mine, they're just like, oh, "Fuck off! Why are you telling me that? Yeah. Like, you you got pissed off? Like, I don't know." Mm. But I I can understand it because that's why uh, um, people, especially from Italy. No UK. From the day that he, that he, that he told people just uh, prepare to lose your loved ones, like this was the okay. this was a sentence that uh, even for us in Italy we still have it maybe in our mind. Me, I remember about that. Let's see. I think it's interesting. This is when this is what Boris said is what you're talking about when he said be prepared for death. Pretty much is that what you're talking about, Michele? Yes, exactly. There's the speech of I Boris thought it, Johnson. It, it was, it, it's, in, it's interesting that and it was interesting that no other politicians really came out and said something like that because yeah, it, it's a it's a dark truth. But it's the truth. Yeah, in the end, you're, in the end, you're it's, right. Well, it's a couple of sides of the coin. You, you, you can argue it was also 
meant to implement a bit of fear and caution into people which whether or not that works yeah you isn't. know because sometimes you have to just be if you're told something like that tough I think like yeah you, like I know it's classic of the far right say so we should say it as it is but in that case I think saying something like that does implement a bit of fear and caution and to stay indoors well it, that's what I saw in it anyway it's yeah maybe it's true the thing that I've disliked about this all is there's a, you know, a lot of people going there's been too much, I think, complaining at what the government's done this year uh, with regards to COVID because no one knew, no one knows the correct way to deal mm. with a pandemic. Definitely. If there's another one, Hindsight, then... Hindsight's been very good at exposing those imperfections, but like I think in recent times, I would have, I would have been lenient to accept what the government's done up until the whole scandal with the apartment and stuff like that. After that... It, even though that no full context has really been given about that, it gets to the point where you just have to stand back and just be like, you know what, let let hindsight rule if this was a good choice or not. I think because we don't know, this has never happened. Well, that's before. the thing. There's just too. There is too much people. We're not political experts. Lots of no pe- one listening to this is either. So if you're going to hit us up, feel free. Everyone, everyone goes into something with an agenda, mm-hmm. and a lot of people when they talk about. Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, or any or, or um, the Green Party, or stuff like that. These these divisive issues, Brexit, uh, or to leave or to remain. People go into them with an idea of what they want, so they're open to the biases of what people are feeding them. So if people are uh, people say, oh, the government's cor-, uh, if someone is more likely to believe that the government is corrupt, uh, then a story about an apartment which you have no idea what the, yeah, exactly. what, the, what the things are you'll be susceptible to hear that and go and jump to it to something yeah. and that well that's sort of what's pl- plaguing think, our country lots I, of just agendas I, I think also if you can't one thing about essay subjects has taught me is like if you can't discuss a topic without taking bits of both sides from neutral left right and sort of weigh up which things are in your in your morals correct and which ones aren't then your political opinion in my opinion isn't very valid yeah because there's, there's a little bit of good and a little bit understand and everything or, or at least understand and sympathize or yeah. and, and criticize that's a part of it as well but you should, be able to criticize you should never assign yourself with one side of the coin exactly that's it, it, never because one day history that, will that, come that, and bite you that's our mistake in italy people are just uh, like all right or extreme right or left let's say. i mean Progress. me and ben were saying this in the car earlier you either bear the burden of the world on your back and nothing changes, or you don't and nothing changes. Mm-hmm. The yeah. world and history is just going to keep on turning. Life goes on. The thing is that in Italy, we're always electing, electing, electing. We are always under elections. This is the problem of Italy, you know. That's why people don't trust uh, uh, the government, you know. Um, they, how long government is the government in for in Italy? Sorry? How long is the government in for? In how long is the term? How long is the term? How long is the term? So here it's every four years. Every four years we have a uh, general election. Per- you're speaking with a person that like, <laughs> I'm not uh, that informed. You see what is the problem no, no, of, of, of the youth in Italy? The youth in Italy is just uh, like me. We, 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 don't, we don't focus on, on, politi- on the politicians that much. Maybe here in UK you have a more critic mind. You know when say you... You two guys were speaking about this, like, uh, you know what's happening. Let's see in Italy, uh, but I think it's going to be like this for most of the people I know. We, we don't actually take this, uh, we don't actually pay this attention to politics. Yeah, and I think this is the main problem. Okay, okay, don't misunderstand me. I have some friends of mine, but there are only some friends of mine that they really know what they're saying and they really know I what think And I think in our case, it's it, 
although it doesn't seem it and people give the impression that that that's not the case that people are in tax of politics i think the majority of young people really aren't no we, me and well i'll go off my my point of view is slightly different i don't i don't push and i don't really push an agenda i just, I just want to understand both sides I look a little bit yeah, deeper exactly and that's about it you, you know i think we'll both be very good at taking the good out of both but I, I will never assign myself with a That's side of the coin to, you have to pick something from everywhere people people you need to see it like uh, like you support a team that's what they see like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, you know and like then like if, if your team. team makes a mistake you go oh better luck next time lads better luck next time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's and, like then, this, and it's not a good mentality no but this is also the fault of the, of these people because they, they they just want to make it like a battle but it's not a battle you're no. working for the same thing it's like it's like uh, we three guys we are colleague in a in a in an agency i don't know mm. and me and trying to put shit on you instead of uh, together making our agency better you know people, what i'm saying people make things it, they t- everyone turns something into a debate rather than a discussion exactly. and a conversation and it's well it's, it's exceedingly hard um, I think I, it was Jordan Peterson that was uh, discussing it he was saying that um, in order to fix a, relation, a relationship with your wife or something like that you need to convince them that you are f- properly listening so uh, if you are, uh, you need to make it clear to them that you understand their, what, not, understand their I'm point of view. I'm not spending that time thinking about what you're going to respond with. With a, make, that's called a straw man, yeah. yeah. Rather than viewing as their point of view as something to burn down, view it as something to build up and, something, and then you can then build up your opinion. You, you, you'll never change, you'll never change someone's mind if you can't, convince them that they can change your mind and also it takes us back to the very simple thing that you and me have talked about a lot you can take all this frustration and energy that you put into political problems and you can easily just put that into yourself yes and rather than judge the houses around well, you Italy, just clean your own Italy, the thing is that they were they were very good at making uh, at making the youth uh, like let's say we guys like in Italy we see like uh, politics or maybe uh even even school like something that is very boring and they were very good to me make like uh, these things seem seem very boring to us mm. but i think this happened in general you know because in the end if you think about it it's just uh, uh it could be interesting you can find something interesting in politics because yes. politics what else is if not uh, studying the humans mm. yeah it's yeah. basically studying the humans yeah. i don't know if you study f- philosophy at school this makes you understand it better because when you are at the top of the government, you have to know people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this could be very interesting. But what they let you know is just, okay, politics is corrupted. That's the end. And so people just don't take interest in it. In, in, they, 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 they're not just interested in it. They, they, they're just, okay, okay, let's watch a football match. <laughs> it's, the, it's the extremes. It's either not interesting at all or hyper-interested, exactly. way too interested. Exactly. A friend of mine that are keen on that. My, fr- my friend of mine is even very active. After I, sh- I, I show him to you, like he's always like uh, debating his, as his own uh, platform. Uh, mm-hmm. spe- then other people that are just like, oh, okay, a politician is corrupted. Fuck this, fuck that. But they yeah. don't actually know. Yeah. It's just like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Now... Also, it's sort of like, yeah, it's that fuck you mentality, which just doesn't help anything. I think, if, especially when you find someone who goes against everything, especially when you find someone who goes against everything you believe in, that should be the perfect opportunity to sit down and have a discussion and and find common ground and build upon that rather than going fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. 
Well, we're about to find out what society that brings. They mentality that we have uh, more in Italy is just like that. Just mm. fuck this or fuck that, if I have to be honest. Rather watch the football. You don't have like, but what would rather Of course, watch. but we watch football every time. You big football fan? Uh, let's say, yeah, I like football. Um, I, I support AC Milan. <laughs> Now is not a very lucky moment. Uh, no. Especially no. because our opponents, uh, let's say... Inter, Inter Milan won the championship, so okay. This is not the also, very in the Super League. They're both the going into the Super League, weren't they? Uh, yes, Milan is going into the Super League. Milan. What was uh, the uh, reaction to that? No. Uh, What was your reaction? I'm to pretty that? happy. I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty happy <laughs> that Milan will take part to the Super League, but I'm not happy that the Super League will happen. Mm. No, no. Uh, uh, You're happy they're considered very, to be one of the best. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, I mean, we won like seven Champions League. We are the second team that uh, to win more Champions League after Real Madrid. I thought, yeah. I, I, I goddamn thought so because in Italian football, this is from, just what I, from what I know, I'm terribly educated in, in the Italian football. Sadly, I've but not done it too England much. England as well. UK and Italy are two very nice uh, countries for football. It's. Seems so. It seems that it's it's only there's there's not many big teams in Italy. It's it's all you have the Mila, Milan and then everyone. It's very else. top heavy. But now not even AC Milan. If you if you see like so it's the, just the Inter. football clearly, right? No, 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 no. I mean because Inter won the championship, but Juventus. Uh, yeah, yeah, Juventus. Juventus that is the more iconic. It's Juventus. The more it's just That's Juventus. It. When I just go around even a rapper, I don't know, Ganna. I'm very fan of uh, of this rapper Ganna. Okay, from you say he was wearing like uh, basically a Juventus uh, t-shirt. I was really, I was really surprised. Yeah. Because if if this if this brand arrived uh, even to you say it means that they're building. Uh, a very good brand especially when they bought Ronaldo okay it's a good player and everything but it was a very uh, smart move from them money yeah it was, it was they, just... they earned they paid him like I don't remember how many millions they made the day they made they made the money two days after only selling his shirts is it yeah. is it almost like <sighs> Super League is good because it's getting rid of the teams that are just head and shoulders above everyone else And then you're, you know, you get the because with England, in England you have the big clubs, but the big clubs aren't necessarily doing too good. But you also you have got teams like Leicester that won the FA Cup. Leicester, let's see Leicester. It was an icon in Italy. Friend of mine that maybe they didn't give a fuck about uh, British, uh, British football, English football. One day to another, I just saw Leicester, 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 because mm. it's it's like it's like iconic, no? Like uh, from the bot, from nothing to something, you know. This is the main thing that James Barty, that was uh, working in a factory before, and when, when, when Leicester uh, became a good team, everybody in Italy uh, became more more interested about uh, English football. Let's say Leicester, it, it was a really legend. But, but that is what English wide. football is. Your your typical football fan would argue like the whole bit part of football is that. It's a working class sport that has a Cinderella story to it. Yeah, and without, with, without those, without oh, the man. Goliaths, you can't have the Davids to like take him on. Yes, but, but a Super League almost takes it all. Takes it all that, and then Leicester would win the league, and then well, it means nothing. Means the nothing, that, uh, and the relegations mean nothing either. There's no incentive to be a good team anymore. It's it's like a dream. It's like we are talking about before the American dream. Okay. This is the same thing. The, 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 the image of the guy that comes from the bottom, from a hood, mm. and becomes a rich footballer. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's utopian, but utopian, but almost, man. Because let's say in Italy, you want to play for a good... Okay, you are very good. You are a very good player. Maybe mm -hmm. you are a... Le okay, but uh, you want to go to Milan? Okay, you have to give us 30,000 for one year mm. to mm. play for us. 
And mm. so this this story of the Cinderella guy doesn't work. It's not the truth, man. It's mm. very it's a huge double edged double talking about double edged sword the whole time tonight today. Um, yeah, with with the football, it's there is this anyone can beat anyone. Uh, a, I'm not sure if you heard it, but um, there's a uh, English. There's a, there is an English thing that we always talk about when we when we look at foreign players. Someone like Messi or Ronaldo, we say, yeah. "Oh, they're they're good, but can they do it a rainy day at Stoke? <laughs> can they do it at Stoke away? Have you heard of that one? No, uh, I've heard that. One. So uh, the thing about the Premier League is just, it, especially now because we've got like Aston Villa doing really really well. We've got loads and loads of teams. Oh. About seven teams. That I haven't even heard that phrase. I can't like it. You've not, you've not heard that. Rainy Day. I'm not a big football fan. Oh, but I'm, I'm winging this entire conversation. <laughs> the image that we have about the Berkeley's is that it's very competitive. I swear. To the Premier League. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, Your the, league is very competitive. Apart from, apart from Man City recently, it's very like that's why that's why that's why Arsenal and Tottenham and Chelsea were like oh, we definitely need this because. There, there is, there is, them. there is mm. risk of them not. So top four, you want to get top four to get that get to the Champions League, you know, and there is huge risk every year monetary wise because if you don't get the Champions League, you lose loads of money. That's why Arsenal are doing so bad now because we've got out of the Champions League and now we're going down and down and down yeah, and down. Yeah, now with yeah. someone like Italy, unless you have a really stink, real stinker like AC Milan, Juventus and Inter are always going to be at the top bit. And they're thinking, well, how do we make more money? Okay, Super League. Well, I'll tell you honestly, uh, what happened in Italy is that the last uh, five years were dominated by Juventus. That's the end. Yeah. No, there are no Inter. Uh, Inter and Milan, they were like fifth, sixth, these places. Uh, maybe Inter a little bit. There was Naples, maybe the only team. Uh, but that's, is that you, what... the last five years, Juventus uh, just uh, dominated everything. And is that why Super League is kind of. Actually, I kind of would rather this because it's better to watch, better football to watch, and you yeah, know, and yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it, at the moment it's boring because it's just Juventus. But with with the Premier League, it's really exciting. Yeah, but you see, Juventus had a really good team, but in history, if you see AC Milan, when we have that great team, we had legend in our team. Oh, yeah. we won the Champions. You won. Every, they yeah. they weren't able to win the Champions, even if they have like they they had two teams in one mm-hmm. when they were playing Champions. They had two yeah. fucking teams, here, and they weren't able to win the Champions. Mm. This means that if you look about the history, okay, Juventus is doing good. About the championship, there is no history, but I think about worldwide. Well, it's like um, it's like uh, Man City, Manchester City at the moment. They're the yeah. biggest club, they're, well, the best club, and they've got loads and loads of money, but they haven't got history. They haven't. They're not like. Okay, but I think I, I will make like Manchester City. Uh, I will accommodate it with Paris Saint Germain, maybe, because this happens when money comes to football. Okay? Yeah. For Juventus is slightly different. Okay, Agnelli, they had a lot of money and everything. Okay. But they, they made smart moves. Mm, yes, they did smart moves. They, well. they both players like uh, Dybala, okay, was good, but he became uh, better. Wait, City do that they as well, They yeah. Pogba, they took Pogba from and United and for and zero. Elevate, and elevate, yeah. And, and they elevated and they sold to, to United for 80 million. And after yeah. he started to play, yeah. shit, man, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's getting okay now. Really nice moves. So, let's hear about you. Uh, about me, yeah, yeah. You were yeah, talking about to, you were talking about um, interests in school. I wanted to come back to that. What, what did you yeah. like in school, man? What I like in school, I had to say in school, like coming from a linguistic school, I like a lot to travel. Travel is my best passion. Mm. I've been to almost uh, like uh, ten countries, maybe oh, yeah. eleven. Yeah, I've been to UK. I've been to Tunisia. Let's count Italy, uh, Belgium, uh, France, uh, then uh, Germany, then I've been in Netherlands, let's mm. count. 
Greece, uh, you see, I, I don't even, Spain, okay. <laughs> I don't even remember. So yeah, basically I found the travel maybe is my best passion. Because like when you travel, it's really the moment when you feel free. That's mm. what I think. Like, if uh, you could go anywhere tomorrow, where would you go? Okay, it's a very interesting question. If I would go somewhere tomorrow, I will definitely go to to Japan. I will definitely go to Japan. Definitely. I mean, I will tell you Spain. I will tell you that I will go to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Because I enjoy Barcelona a lot and to go, to go on a holiday and doing everything. But I want to go to Japan because their story is just fascinating. Mm. And like, um, if you go there, especially in the spring season, you're gonna see cherry trees uh, oh. the blossom. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's what I want to do. I'm going there basically yeah. next year. Pick where you're gonna go to wisely, because you don't wanna. You've had like UK's been good. You know, London is an extraordinary city. Yeah. However, you've not. You've not. You've not witnessed. Well, you might have. You want to what? The sort of what? What the cherry tree? What the cherry tree of Japan is here? You've not come. You've not gone and seen a non-league football game. Maybe uh, a pub, like the exactly. authentic pub experience. You haven't necessarily Pike done the body, that, that tradition bit. I it, didn't leave London at the best, like you were saying. But it's yeah. You haven't been to. You haven't been to uh, Dorset or Devon to go for these cream teas and stuff like that. But you know, all things that you can do again. But of course. obviously, you've had the UK experience, and you've got to be very had the Lon- London experience. You've had the London experience, and you've right. got and to still gonna have it. Who knows? Well, and you've got to very. And this is something I was thinking when I, when I was talking about travel, thinking about traveling. Yeah. Got to be very careful not to go to the London of the London of a certain country. Mm. So, if I went to, uh, I don't want to miss out on what. The culture is so if you went to somewhere in Japan, there's probably a London equivalent to Japan, probably Tokyo, okay, yeah. and you might end up missing all the actual culture of Japan yeah. because you're in the city, the big lights, people, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's, I think that this works especially in London because uh, London is really, I mean, no cities like London, maybe no cities like London, that's what I think, yeah, I London mean, has predominantly tourism areas in the central part, but you go anywhere outside of that because Mikel doesn't live in the centre, he lives in the outskirts, you live in North northwest, north, north, yeah, north northwest London. London. So I think in terms of getting the London environment, he's pretty much got it spot on. You've got it spot on, and he's got access to the tube, you know, you've been all over. Yeah. That's not the very UK. well connected. London is very, very well connected, if I have to be honest. Yeah. There is no city like London in the sense that there is no city in which you go around and, uh, like, okay, the main thing is London, you feel like you're in the, at the center of the world. Like the center of the world. That's it. That's well, the it actually name. is. Time. Mm. You know the time zones. Greenwich. Time zones. Bang on. Re- yeah, Greenwich. yeah, yeah, Greenwich. Zero. The Greenwich Meridian. Look yeah. at a map. Got one in there. England's and the UK's in the middle, and London's in bang on in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. It's Greenwich exactly where time. But so except of the, of the yeah. physical, the physical meaning is also like a, the, the the mental. Yeah. You're, you're like at the center of the world in every aspect. Mm. Everything you you want in London, you have it. You have every ethnicity. That's what the thing. You have every everything Culture. in London. Yeah, every it's that's very interesting. And then sprinkled in it, which is can be very very hard to find, is the British culture. You have got the London Eye. You've got the uh, yes. you've got the Buckingham Palace, brilliance things like that, and pubs everywhere, which you know we don't want to lose. But it's you know it's very hard when you've got all these cultures. But it's you know it's good. I, I it's, don't. I wouldn't want to change. London. But what I think is that in Italy this can happen. Let's say that in Italy maybe um, if we would have a lot of this stuff, a lot of small let's say pubs, small shops are closing. Let's say small restaurant. Okay. 
But here in London, you are very good at keeping tradition like the pubs because all the people, even young people, so far. let's say if so they far. go to discos before they go to, pub, to a pub, mm. you know what I'm saying? That's, maybe they even spend their Friday in a pub. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. You oh, see, yeah. you see what we're, I'm saying. We were at a pub yesterday. Beautiful. You see, Bali in Italy, let's say, go to pub, of course, it's not culture, but it's only a small part of uh, the people let's say small groups but there, there is still some, let's say that especially people that, that are uh, keen on uh, uh, rock rock music they like going to pub because pub where we are from are more made to even do concerts okay when uh, there is a concert rock, mm-hmm. rock concert okay maybe even me I go there there is a rap performance like some friends of mine did in the past we just go there we otherwise it's not like let's go to, to the pub like here to yeah. steer the ship a little bit you're a bit of a music man aren't you Yes, no? we'll, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other interest, yeah. I like music. Otherwise, like, yeah, I'm into music. I like, uh, like, turning music as well. I do it for fun. Let's say for now, and even have uh, uh, a friend of mine that does a studio. So yes, that's basically that one of the reasons why I want to go back and focus on it. So you're not focused it much around here then. Let's say here I'm focusing on it. I have I, I wrote uh, a lot of stuff, if I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm also registered something, <laughs> but very rough with my phone, like you are before registering your podcast, let's say. So yeah. very low quality. But yeah, basically, this is uh, one of the other reasons because uh, I aim to come back, you know, because I, I really like music. Because that's, th- that's one thing where you definitely have come, come to the right place for. Because l- one thing that London's definitely thriving on at the moment is a lot, not necessarily money, but a lot of attention is going into the music industry and the people up and coming. We've got a place down where we live called the Boiler Room, which is basically like a, a venue for people just up and coming yeah. artists. Yeah. And that's where Ed Sheeran came from there. He came from Guildford, which is just a few miles down the road. Really? Ed Sheeran's from Guildford? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, initially, that's where he like came up, am I right? So it's like... We are... He went to ACM. Yeah. Right uh, now we are like, at, uh, like, let's see, some miles away from Ed Sheeran's uh, parents' house. Where sure he, I don't know. Where he grew up. He, like yeah. he went, he went to the ACM. So there's a big music college in Guildford called the ACM, which is where in Guildford. He studied in Guildford, not even in Central. Guildford, yeah. Guildford's a big capital for music. Oh, interesting. Mu- yeah, music and gaming. Really? Yeah. Gaming. EA headquarters oh, in Guildford. Interesting. EA sports. It's in the game. Yes, yeah, yeah. I remember there was like uh, this uh, Instagram story about this guy. Mm. People tried to emulate him. Uh, no, no, it's not like that. E A sports in the game. Yeah, No, yeah, basically, uh, this passion for music. But you know, here in London, if you don't speak English, it's hard. Like you, you say everything is alright, but in the end, uh, <laughs> speak Italian. My have, ha- language is Italian. Have you have you learned anything that comes to great va- great value to you here? Here. <laughs> man everything uh, how to live life how mm. to live life that's what I learned here and what does Master. that what does that entail sorry what does that entail what, what do you mean to live life what comes with man, that I mean that you learn everything everything about people everything how to act with people you learn everything London is like uh, a school also if you don't go to school you know what I'm saying London learns you how to live life man. a school for life Yes, the school. Some, like, that's some the might even school. say a university of life. I mean, don't misunderstand me. It's not that I was just like uh, uh, also people that the, the, they know they can say it. It's not. I'm not the type of person that just in in uh, inside this room. I like to go around everything, but I'm telling you, London is a school of life. Even if I live life sometimes, like uh, a, living also going on the streets, uh, staying out some days, you know. Mm. London is a school of has life. It, has it taught you anything about how you will approach your music in the future? London, yeah, of course, it made me understand that the uh, world is full of people that are doing the same thing you're doing, so you're not special. That's why you have to focus on it and just go for it. 
before you don't know it because if you come from a, from another country you feel like you're unique special but like this you understand okay when i'm not working on that when i'm not focusing on my, of my on my passion there is somebody else that is doing this there is somebody else that in that moment that i'm sleeping in that moment that i'm chilling is putting his effort on this so yes it's made you it's made you question by the sounds of it your motivations it made you it's made you rethink why you do the things you do and you were saying earlier in the car you know do something because uh, we were talking about why we do the podcast and you were saying yeah yeah do do something because you enjoy it not not to get big exactly. and and then the big getting big comes from there it only comes from that i mean uh, you can because you know when you're doing a podcast when you're doing even a rap song people when they listen to you they can understand if this comes from your heart from yeah. your heart this is the thing if it doesn't come from your heart it means that you have nothing to give to people mm. so basically it's like, I call it like plastic music this music that you listen to is all the same I don't like listening to it maybe you can be even good at making rhymes doing everything but it's not good music yeah. because it's plastic music even it's a product it's a product of someone exactly, else's passion exactly it's, yeah. it's not good I mean people don't, don't, don't like this but you don't have to do it not even because people will like but for yourself Mm. But at the same time, if you do this, it's because you think about what other people will think. Yeah. Because what you're seeing, it doesn't come from your heart. Mm. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. So basically, if it doesn't come inside you, what are you giving to people? <laughs> what are you giving to people in the end? In the end of the day, like, what are you giving to people? Nothing. That's the aim. Like, uh, you make music, uh, you guys, you do podcasts, because maybe... Okay, it can be also because you, you're, you're getting bored. You, you, it's boring, I don't know, just uh, sitting and doing everything. This is another reason. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. something to do. Something from, to do. from being bored, a lot of things happen. Like I was hearing the interview of a rapper I, I like in Italy. He was telling all the big musicians, they come because they don't have a job, yeah. they don't have a work, they're getting bored. So they just do music. Mm-hmm. If you know how to use well being lonely, being also bored sometimes, everything very good can happen from that. I think one thing you'll find as well is that every man and his dog wouldn't mind being a famous musician so that sometimes bring, brings a bit of infection to the to the art form of course what I think is that you need to do it like a medicine I do it when I feel like I need to do it because something I couldn't say just to people like this you see when people started rapping uh, back in the days okay it was like okay I'm rapping because I'm rapping against this system this system is yeah. corrupting I'm rapping because I need to do something there was it's a motive I'm rapping because I have a Gucci belt I'm rapping because I have this I have that mm-hmm. what does it mean all this shit you will have it the same you don't have to rap because you can rap because it's cool maybe you, you're even good because it's music but it's not the, the main purpose of that mm-hmm. you have to have something to say that's what I think Back in the days, it was another story. It started like, okay, the system is corrupted. The police is corrupt against me. I don't have a job. Okay, I need, I need to, I need to, in a way or another, I need to put this anger outside. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I will, I will do something mad. Yeah, that's why I started doing this because I was feeling like some something that there was no way to explain it if not like writing them just putting them in, in a song you know what I'm saying you used, you used to tell me like when we first started working we used to talk about boredom you used to say like and something like, I agreed with as well you have no problem with boredom because your mind doesn't stop working exactly and then you just you just turn that into something more real it's only the place where you're at uh, every time every, everything is mental you know think about it when you're with your friends the time passes 
quick like this. Let's say you now we are speaking two hours or past the most, one hour and a half. If you are outside working, ah, uh, it's harder. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing something that you that you don't like, time won't pass. It's um subjective. Time. I forget what it's called. It's uh, but you uh, when you go on holiday, say uh, maybe a family one or whatever. Say you turn up at the airport and there's a delay. Now that delay, whilst you're in it, is the longest thing ever. It's so long. You're like, oh my god. And then you get to the holiday place and because you're doing stuff you love and you're having fun that not that it tends to go like that but you when you and and so that's bit of, that's a bit odd you know so something even though it's the same length of time maybe or even the shorter thing was the delay when you're in it the delay seems like it was took forever and the fun was only like that but when you look back in the future, so say a year later and you think about that holiday, the delay doesn't even cross your mind. It's like so small. The delay meant nothing. However, the you could talk out forever about the holiday, even though whilst you were doing the holiday, the, the fun was short and the, the boring bit felt long. But when you look back, it's the opposite. The, the, the boring bits are, are just negligible, nothing there. Whereas the, um, the fun was... All of it, all of it was the fun, and that's something very another weird observation about um, about no, that's time. Interesting, right? because you're right. You know, I see time like a state of mind mm. is inside us. No, like life uh, is basically a state of mind. That's what I think. When when you think about time, no, when I think about time, at least I think uh, like I don't know. Time is like a, a space, okay, like a path to run on. Let's say that maybe you're gonna need uh, two minutes to run that path. Me, maybe I'm gonna need one hour. Yeah, that's only time. Like some, you have to think about time like something that has a longevity. Like it, you you can measure it. Like uh, I don't know. Yeah, like um, it can be longer, shorter. I see. Like uh, I don't know. Like uh, like a path to 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 run on. It's, you know what it, I'm saying? Because it's, it's so different. There are some days that they will never pass for you. Do you ever days they just fly? Do you ever think about your future? At all, yeah. Is that something that I think about it. Do you think good, th good things, bad things? Maybe even too much. You know, one thing is that uh, the future will come living. It's useless to think about it all the time. I mean, I arrived at this uh, at this decision after like thinking like every second about the future, every second. But in that moment, I was thinking. But if I think about the future, it means that I'm not living that moment. And if I'm not living that moment. It means that the, that I will I won't have future, because this exact moment is the only moment, the, the only true moment, the only real moment. The future and the past are illusions. To quote Master Ugwe from Kung Fu Panda, "Yesterday is you history, know. tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why they call it the present." Exactly. <laughs> that's good. Isn't it? Oh, that is, tell me that's not good. <laughs> that's very nice. He's having one of your songs or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. If I could brush in, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm gonna translate it in Italian, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna yeah, put yeah. it in rhymes, Wait, of right, course. Yeah. So like what 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 is your content based on then? You're saying you speak from the heart, you rap from the heart, and you you yeah. want to you want to avoid the materialism that currently comes from rap music. Let's see. So where some, where do you go? Some people. I would like to speak a lot about that because some people where I'm from don't even they, they don't even know but like one day this friend of <laughs> like there was this guy like some guys younger than me just basically told to this friend of mine oh 
Anyway, Michele is very nice. I heard this song, and I was like, "Oh, is it possible?" I just sent this song to a few friends of mine. Mm. This friend basically told me it was like good, but okay, just to, just to say, not that was just to say that basically the people they don't even know. Some of them they don't that don't even know I'm doing this. I mean, I didn't tell them directly. Like it's not that one day I went on Instagram like a lot of people are doing and just oh uh, today's a new start. These people don't know what mm. is gonna, you know. I've never, I didn't done this. I didn't do this yet. Mm-hmm. But because you know, uh, I find that when you have something uh, uh, that you love, that you like a lot, and you expose this to other people, it's like you. Um, how can I say? You you give them a margin to hurt you, to eat you. It's like I have a gold treasure, a gold treasure. It's like say. a weak spot. Exactly, if but not like that. Imagine that you have like a, a gold treasure. Okay, you have this treasure, like a very big one. In that moment, you open it with me. You know that you're gonna take risks. You're gonna expose yourself to take risks. Mm-hmm. And let's say that I grab some of your gold. I take some of your happiness. That's the main thing. You know what I'm saying. But on the other hand, sometimes I think that. Uh, you don't need to care. You don't need to care, and you just uh, have to do what you feel. But so, just to answer you briefly, like yes, uh, let's see, it comes from the heart. What I what I do, what I write mainly, but uh, especially just what I, what I lived. Let's say what I lived. Uh, how can I say? It's not like you know that. That's why I have this problem. That some sometime. I don't even write because I'm I'm not living that much, and that's why I came in London to answer you. Yeah, it, now it, you know why I came sound, in London. It, it exactly. sounds like you you write when you feel right. Yeah. You write when you feel when you feel it's right, and you feel it's right when you've got experiences. So you came to London for experiences that's sort of similar to you you and me though pretty much because during during lockdown there was no reason for us to do the podcast because we were both in a stage of development we were changing nothing was going on in the world what do you have to be to people if I am not in the good mood I can try it okay I'm at the phone what I'm giving to people what what, what I'm giving to myself nothing nothing no yeah yeah, you you can't you're gonna be even worse you're gonna be even worse because it's like I don't know it's like um, when you cannot sleep, when you have insomnia, yeah. and you go to your bed, that's the worst thing you can do because your brain will associate your bed to not to sleep. Mm. It's the same thing if you do music or if you do a podcast. When you're when you're not in the right mood, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. So in the end, maybe I'm not even good. Like I'm not even good at that. And maybe you're gonna stop. Like you, like probably you will have problem to sleep every time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, your brain, uh, our brain is. Something like, you know. <laughs> I don't think anyone really, n- no one understands it still. Like, even the scientists, scientists they have no idea. We're not, we're they, not supposed to. They have, because even the scientists no. think with, with this brain, if you think with the brain, how do you think you can understand the brain? They, they have no idea. They, they, there is so little uh, stuff done on conscious consciousness. Uh, you know, they, they have no idea. And I don't know, it's almost. We live in a culture where we have so many people telling us how to live. Uh, and like the right and wrong ways and all that but it's sort of I don't know people need to go more off on feeling feeling is, is the best way forward that you said earlier about yeah, f- you go. feeling may, maybe more instincts 
it, that, um, yeah, you call it because yeah. you, you say feeling, and you'll get some, you'll get everyone punching each other in the face, acting in anger. I think in, instincts and sort of like use your consciousness to sort of understand that instincts and why you feel that way, and sort of like maybe filter yourself. People, people. Um, so we all think about living in the present, you know, and do do stuff on instinct and instinct normally actually is positive when you act on instinct and mm. acting in a good way so people say uh, do what you want to do and when you tell someone that especially a toddler do what you want to do a toddler might you know go crazy start smashing stuff good and what them. but the thing is is that actually what was good for you because what people sometimes get it construed construed with is they think Oh, okay, do what's good for me. Okay, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do now. And they don't think, ah, what's good for me now isn't necessarily good for me in the future. Exactly. Same person, same per- it's the same person, but at a different time. And um, it was something uh, I heard. You are a huge society of people, but spread off, spread about across your own timeline. And what you... Uh, and. Just one thing. One yeah, other thing is that people, maybe sometimes they have to understand that do what you like, okay, but to do what you like, let's say you want to become a rapper, you want to become a famous uh, YouTuber, okay, you need to do what you don't like to do. Let's say you need to start mm. with, a, with a shitty job, with a job you don't like, let's say, because this will allow you to understand a lot of stuff. Let's say, what is the practical thing for me having, tam- having, came, to, having come to London? Then the nothing like special because I don't have yeah. a permanent job or, so, or something like that but I have this inside me you're also given if, if you put yourself in the darkest area like the most uncomfortable you'll understand what it means to be at the bottom and exactly. even more value to what it means to be at the top it's very what I love about your situation is it's there's a huge mismatch so what you've done is you've you've done something challenging and you've lifted a load. You've done. You 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 like you've grafted as well. And but like you said, it's not. It's not actually like materialistically benefited you in the long run. You haven't got a long term job and all that. However, it's the experiences that will actually carry on better. And it, it, it's sort of you're not but from a. Yeah, you know. go on. You you go. But you've you've also met people that you wouldn't normally have met. But it's like exactly we were we, we wouldn't be speaking now. Precisely, <laughs> it, it, it's L- L- London. I think the, one of the most important things that you don't really take advantage of, in especially somewhere like here in the countryside, is that when you have people with so many cultures, these are people who have survived for thousands mm. of years living the way they have. And in London, there's no better place to learn from that. But it's so good because living one year now, I know you guys. Maybe let's say in two years we're gonna meet again for another. Club. I agree. I know a friend of it's mine cool, from Crystal cool Palace. I know a friend Italy. of mine from there. I know a friend of mine that is from some. I know a lot of friend of mine that I have this connection. Nobody can take this connection out of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And this is worthless. And the thing that I didn't found a permanent job maybe is because in the end uh, it's not what I wanted. If you if you if you sometimes don't achieve something, it's because you didn't want to. It, it's you. It, it's if you look at it, you, you go from what society sees as successful. Society, well, not even society. People think that successful is is a career, is a job, is something like that. It, it's getting a long term job and all that. But you've been working hard. You've been on that pursuit of meaningfulness. And it necessarily isn't necessarily apparent what we gain from it, 
and it's times like that where actually we probably gain the most meaningful things there's also that uh, philosophical phrase of I think and therefore I am which sort of sort of tells you that your consciousness is the only thing that's really real yes it's the only thing that and then in that sense it really matters so as long as you're doing something that's feeding that rather than feeding other people you're going to be okay it's uh, it was very I, I can't can't necessarily put it too much into words what I'm think what I'm trying to explain here especially in your situation but it's sort of the pursuit of something meaningful that's sort of what I I'm uh, I'm going with and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily reveal itself as the top thing that could be meaningful so uh, an alternative you could have done would be to stay in Italy find a, 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 some random ass job and start like that exactly. but is that specifically meaningful is that specifically um, yeah, helping no. you achieve your full potential yes you maybe go to your um, go to some uh, like a a mentor like uh, I don't know someone and and most and a lot of people will take it from the thing and say no no no, no you get, get the job in Italy you know it's crazy going to London of course but then when you look back but, in the future yeah. in, in time you'll realise ah it's the experiences like you said uh, yeah yeah but the thing especially is that all the people that before they were telling me this now are the people they were te- they, that are telling me you did right <laughs> going there you know so basically it's like interesting but not because I want to do what people say just because it makes you understand how people are that's why I'm mm-hmm. telling you is you learn how to live because trust me you're gonna be all these people are your friends but what about when you fly away when you fly to another country and when you're in the, at the bottom who is gonna be there for you who is not gonna be there for you I'll tell you friends that you know from a long time gonna be, you're gonna be like oh really friends that maybe you didn't, you didn't rely on that much they're gonna be the ones that are gonna write to you like how are you can do this uh, can do that. you know what I'm saying yeah learn how to know people properly and then the thing is that um, especially because it's London you build a strong bond with people strong connections like mm. for every project you have let's say if before I had this project in my mind and there are only two people doing this and I, I didn't I didn't even was friend of them now I have like found like four people that have my same interest and, that, and that they they are willing to create like a business with me, like a fashion brand we were thinking about to create, to create with some friends of mine, with other friends of mine about other projects, other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, What's, What sort of fashion are you into out of interest? Streetwear, obviously. Streetwear, but I, I mean like specifics, what, what, where, what sort of lineup would you want to be seen next to? Let's say we were, about, we were thinking about to create like uh, a, a brand that was mostly about quality because Every brand now has like, uh, uh, okay, a very good graphic, uh, this and that. But what about the real quality? What about the real... So we you're you're also creating a streetwear brand, but the, the first streetwear, streetwear brand with really, really, really good quality. You're also a man of art though as well. You're, you're passionate about art and that, yeah. that, that comes in with music and clothes as well. Yeah. There's always a story to tell within Yeah, exactly. And then the like colors, let's say also if it's a song, I like to mix it with a... Well, when I like uh, write a song, when I'm doing a song, like let's say when I'm registering, I see like uh, I'm painting, like uh, I'm painting, like you know, uh, a painting basically. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you do. You need to put colors on it. You need to you need to put shades on it. You know. So what stories are you looking to tell? What do you have? What do you have to offer to the world? Just what happened to me. Let's say I like I like let's say 
especially rhetorical images. Let's say in a song, I say, um, uh, I, I smoke black while she dress pink. In Italian, in Italian it would be, uh, io, io fumo nero mentre lei si veste rosa. Like contradiction Everything sounds better in Italian. Contradic <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. In English it sounds stupid, but also if you translate English so this would mean this would be like uh, how can I say like two colors that are the opposite. Yeah. The pink on a, the pink one part, the black on another hand, okay? Mm -hmm. Pink is the color for females, okay? For a good female good looking, okay, everything. Like the the the, the normal thing. The feminine. The, the feminine, the feminine. Well, like not it's, the girl that girl that like the orange like no, the girl pink, that like pink. A, a pinky red is what you exactly is, is color of, of Blushing. The perfect uh, girl, the, the, the traditional girl, the, the pink, okay? So this makes you think, uh, let's say, the best rose. You think about this girl, a sensual girl, like a normal girl, a pretty girl, everything. Mm. And on the other hand, I say, I smoke black. I say, I smoke. So you think about the smoke and black. That means ash in Italian. Yeah. yeah. So you think about my dark side, and yeah. they're the opposite. Mm. Basically, this speaks about the, the relationship with this girl, that they were basically the opposite. Mm -hmm. Okay, what I'm saying? She was pink. Or good, or this pink feminine meat black, smoking black. Is even yeah. you know what I'm saying? Worse. I, that makes and I'm telling you that I do this when she dress like pink. Yeah, no. It, what, what my mind went to straight away when you said pink actually was I was thinking of those. Uh, I was actually thinking of those pink Japanese blossom trees as well. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. You see, which, and, and your mind is going thing. there as which is quite interesting. Your mind is going there exactly. already. That's what that's what I talk about rhetorical images. Yeah, I yeah. told you. Basically, I didn't do anything special. You fumonero mentre levest. It's not like a nothing special, not rhymes, but I build like an image in your mind. You Japan, know what I'm saying? Japan, for rhetorical think about flowers, for, for, blossom, for, for rhetorical think. images, it's a place to go. But you also that's told me you, you can't. That's why I would go there. It's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm thinking that's that why I came here especially because here you confront your mind with a lot of people and you see the dark yes. side of everything. Yeah, yeah. You understand that. Uh, Let's say the good wouldn't exist without the evil. You mm. know what I'm saying? You yeah. understand that opposite coexist together. And that's also the main thing. The black and the pink, they're opposite. But I put them in the same sentence so that you understand that they're up there two different fields, let's say. I the thing thing that boggles my mind and is is because in in Italian that did that sounded really, really nice. Yeah, it sounds very nice. You know, in English, it was you know, it's just simply black and pink. Exactly. Um, yeah. See, and it's and you know, I'm just I'm just trying to like. Um, I was thinking about that like for a long time. Do you think in Italian? Yes. I'll explain about this. I was thinking about this from a long time. Let's say I was trying to see, like, the uh, look at the you know, genius when you see the lyrics of yeah, uh, yeah, the like breakdown. I was looking at the lyrics of basically this uh, UK drillers, UK rappers, and trying to translate them in Italian. And, and I understood, like, how music is so different. Let's say, ear is all accent, basically, UK drillers mm. is all accent. You have different words in, Ita in Italy. Is more the flow of the words. You see, you understand. That's that. That's that's I what I was I trying smoke to think. Black of. when she dressed pink. You fumo nero mentre la si veste rosa. Veste is so different. Yeah, yeah. It, you see, uh, there's a there's a rhythm to it. It's so different. That's what I was trying to uh, sort of in my mind because uh, people would be would hear that. So I'll, 
English anyone who's listening now English listeners they'd think smoke black and she wears yeah black. that doesn't really that doesn't but it depends you've it, hit on it, it something it, also it does depend like what genres of rap music you go into because these things all exist like Michaela you said you came to London for a for the art as well, were you ever into like your just Shakespeare's or your English literature or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I studied at school and uh, I like this. Yeah, because you were talking about school as well. You know, ch- children are basically taught to hate the more beautiful artistic things. Uh, I think Shakespeare comes under that as well. Yes, yes, yes. So let's see. Uh, what I think I think is that everybody has uh, everybody's an artist. If you if you go deep inside you, everybody has his artistic part. There are people that have it more deeply, people that have it more like, let's say, if you're an artist, of course, you have the, the, if you're an artist, if you're a, a painter, these jobs, it means that your artistic part is just very, like flowing, it's literally, it's more than you. But even if you are, I don't know, even if you are, how can I say, every job you're working, I don't know, uh, even if you are working uh, like you are a, a baker, you're working in a bakery, you have an artistic part inside you. Mm-hmm. You mm. just express this in a different way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's quite funny. So um, on job search websites, Subway actually advertise their role of a sandwich maker as a sandwich artist. And I, <laughs> I always found that quite funny because it always exaggerated it a little bit. Until today, me and my brother went to Subway. And obviously, you can get given a very bad sandwich in Subway if they don't put in the, the love and effort into it. That's that's unlike KFC and McDonald's, slightly McDonald's, but like it's really how. how King hell, it is raining. It's, raining it's picking well. up on the mics as well, slightly, I think, the rain, but I quite like it's that. So slightly. No, I think it, it, it's good amb- um, ambience. Yeah. Um, but like today, I saw my sandwich, I gave the order, and I saw the sandwich was yeah. made to a tea beautifully there was no overflow of the lettuce the ketchup wasn't seeping out the sides but the contents of the chicken and the bacon was fully stuffed everything in perfect it was perfect and you know what Michaela it was art (laughs) it really was and I'll never make fun of Subway for advertising their roles like that anymore you can find art in anything that's how it works, man. Yeah, That's absolutely. Art is in everything. It's in this building. It's in this mic. When they, when people were doing this microphone, this is art. When people were doing this chair, this is art. Everything is art. The designs all came. We from. are made the humans. We are art. In the same moment, trust me. No. Nah. Where everyth- everything comes from a perfect formula of numbers. Okay, exactly. speaking of art, then, who are your biggest influences? Not. It doesn't even have to be an artistic thing. Uh, yeah, who do you who, look who, up to? Uh, oh, who's your biggest role? Who are your biggest role models? Okay, my biggest role models. That's very interesting. Or, or you know, so yeah, role okay. models or influences. So, is there a stylistic? Especially the like uh, rappers, of course. Yeah. So, you, so you, what stylistic rappers? Do I have to name you just one, or can I name no, like anything, three so of them? It, three of them. Anything. Throw up, it, it, throw it, up it, what it you're can thinking. Be, it, you can I have really one for rap. You can. Have, you could even have one. Just a person in, just in life, or a concept, or, or a concept. Yeah, no. What, what okay. if, if if I was making Michaela right now? If I if I was, you know, if I had a machine and I had to put in uh, people slash you know influences, what would I put? Because I know for you know for Adam, one of the big ones would be Doctor Who. I'd bang in Doctor Who. In there. I'd add in some Doctor Who. Okay, and for some me... you know English and some literature and this that and the other. Was for me, you would put uh, Ketama. Uh, it's called uh, what rapper in Italy is called Ketama 126. Basically, this rapper is called Ketama because in Italy we have a way to say that is like, uh, uh, 
questo ragazzo è un'acqua cheta. It means this guy is a quiet water. Is a, is a quiet water, ok? But uh, this, uh, this, this way you are telling that uh, uh, this guy is calm, but inside him, yes, like a storm. Like a, like a, um, like a river, you know, the, exactly. the undercurrent. Yeah. It means that uh, what you see that is calm in the end is gonna break everything. Like uh, when you see a person that is calm, but when he gets angry, you know, it gets, it, it just push all, uh, all himself into, okay? Is he big in Italy? And yes, it's a big deal. When you see like a person that is very calm, but then when it comes to an end, when you drive this person crazy, this person just, you know, like... Explodes. Uh, exactly, just explodes. Uh, That's the meaning. It was a, uh, a powerful man, uh, someone you'd respect, is someone that can do damage, but doesn't. You are, yeah. that, you are tame yeah, the beast. Yeah, yeah. That and that is what um, that is where like a uh, big corporate giants and all that. I, it was on the Joe Rogan podcast, I think. They were, they were yeah, well, it, there was one thing I heard that was being spoken about about like concepts of a lot of men, and certainly a lot of women would say is that a lot of men are monsters. They have a monster inside them, which is like an aggress- an aggressive beast. Yeah, and and pe- people pe- and people will argue they have to take that part of them away, and the people and the and the men that do completely eliminate that that. that part of them other ones end up being depressed yeah don't do anything with themselves and they just sort of sit and let the world walk on them a real man is a man that can but doesn't exactly yeah. not a man that just acts on impulse when he gets angry and that's then, not yeah, just man. just have it on a chain take it for a walk feed it the right foods and then occasionally when the time's right just let go of the chain just okay. you know so that's your first that's 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 one uh Influence. Is there any more, or you know? Yeah. Okay. This rapper in Brazil is very interesting, and that he's called 126 because he come he come from Rome, from uh, let's say an uh, an hood in Rome, in which that there are these stairs that are 126 stairs. Okay. And these guys were basically him with his crew. They were basically always in these stairs, just having fun, like uh, chilling, you know, uh, smoking <laughs> joints, drinking yeah. beers, you know, doing this. And after. They start from this collective and now they became very famous. It's like uh, two years that are very famous. Uh, yeah, they're, they're on at the top almost right now. Well, that's an that's a very very admirable. Uh, so that's my first influence. influence. That's my first. So you influencer. also res- you also respect the hustle as well and that comes from it. Yeah, yeah, I respect who came from nothing to something, and this the one of the example of uh, this. So there's two influences there. There's the uh, the taming of the beast inside. Uh, uh, but also you and then using that uh, to pursue to pursue something you see there's two I like well, when, two when people uh, like uh, and that's what I try to do with music to come from all the bad that you have uh, all, all the bad things to transform them in the best things you can get mm. if you think Ain't about it this is all of, mostly of the rappers have done they come from the shit from selling crack like I don't know think about Biggie Paul think about Tupac these legends that are legends nobody will arrive at their level nobody nobody will arrive at their level that's another story they came from selling cracks from wearing the same clothes every day from wearing the same underwear every day at the top speaking about this mm. it means that you, you find diamonds in the streets you know what I'm saying yeah mm-hmm. what, what before was making you painful what's making you suffering that's the thing that's so that, gonna make that, you that's, shine, that's shine it, that's, right, it. Up. that's interesting so you're, you're telling me that you know the, the, there are qualities in, in the dark things of life there are of so course. if i if i was to counteract that and ask you if you had any fears what would you tell me 
I have a fear of snakes. And, uh, <laughs> this is, but I, I know why because I have fear of people that uh, I have that that betray me. Yeah, and that's what happened to me a lot of time. Yeah, the psychological meaning because I went searching, I went, I went looking for it, is that I, I am afraid, I'm afraid of people betraying me. Mm-hmm. This is a very common thing. That's just like spiritual there because the snake, snake, the snake is the snake is the snake is who tempted Eve to yeah exactly and this is the main thing they they people that uh, let's say they they profess as your friends but in the end they're totally another thing and uh, yes this is my best fear and then I've uh, snakes the fear of AIDS but this one I'm uh, getting better with it because if you have fear of the AIDS it's like uh, having fear of it's like you have, I don't know like fear to die fear okay? of what sorry Fear of the AIDS. Oh. But if you have fear of, uh, like, the AIDS, it means that in the end you have fear to die. And if you have fear to die, it means that you have fear to live. You're afraid to live mm. if you're afraid to die. But now I'm getting better with this. I'm, I'm not that much, let's say. If you tell me, if, you, if before you told me, let's go to the London Eye, I would be like, ah, oh, I don't know, maybe next time. But now I would be like, all right, I can do this. Have, have, oh, so you have a fear of heights as well? Yeah, but yes, yes, yes. Before I had this fear like a lot. Now I'm yeah. getting better with that. See, this is the thing. I don't think I, I was asked this the other day. I don't think I have a fear of heights, but I certainly have a fear of falling. I'll be more than happy okay. to stand at the top of a tall building. Okay. But if I'm put almost above it, that's when I start to get... When I see... Yeah, when fear I, of falling because you come from when, a good situation. You're never, you've never been at the bottom. You don't know how being at the bottom it means... Fear of, fear of the unknown is definitely something I put in my book. Fear of you falling see. is... It's also so that sounds a lot like actually fear of um, this is anxiety of personal responsibility actually it, it could be because when you you say you're in a building buildings you know walled off so no, hard. I, I was just when saying like let's say wall, so if say a building and you just took the wall off that was you know on the side would you then have your fear of falling then because it's then in your there, hands there, it's there then would, in your hands whether you could fall off or not there would be. There would be a slight raise of the heart rate, obviously. So I'm talking about though when I talk about fear of falling, I'm talking about like bungee jumping, like top of a diving board sort of fear of falling, exposure. Yeah, so it's that's. But so knowing also, knowing also, I have to fall. Ah. It's a big part of it. So, for instance, if it's I'm on top of a so. tall skyscraper, and I know that there's no encouragement for me to jump off it. I wouldn't be afraid. I, I like the view at the top. Man. I like looking around. But if someone said, jump, we got a string, you'll be all right, mate. Oh, yeah, but this, this means that you're, you rely on people. You need to leave the... You, you know why I told you that this experience was very helpful for me? Mm-hmm. I don't do this anymore. I'm not telling you I'm going to be good if somebody tells me. I'm going to be good if I understand I have to do this. You know, okay. you have to just face the fear. Because, you know, life is made of pain, okay? You have to be honest with that. It's made of pain. You will be a madman if you think that you're gonna live your life uh, trying to get away, to get rid of the pain, to go away from pain. It means that you will never uh, reach your goals, you will mm. never uh, um, have your dreams uh, like uh, um, in your reality, let's see. You're gonna be mad. You have to understand that in life you have pain. So let's say you have to choose which pain to face, which pain to suffer. Let's say, I don't know. I go to the gym, okay? So I have a pain because, oh, I would like to be with my friends. Oh, I would like to eat that, that junk food. I would like to eat this, to eat this, to eat that. Yeah, lion. But in the end, I have a good body. If I don't go to the gym, I'm going to have a pain as well because I'm not going to feel good with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay? So 
it's just a choice, you know, what, I, what I'm seeing. Well, you're choosing between two fears. Yes, but, but people tend to uh, live life like uh, tending to try to run away from pain. But it's not responsibility, the re- maybe even. Yes, but the thing is that if you, but pain, like pain especially, because if you live like this, then at the moment that you arrive to at the pain, the, the real pain arrives. You're like, oh, why I deserve this? Why is happening to me? You have to be conscious that pain you've got is to, in life. You've got to lift a load. You've got to so bear if, something. If tomorrow I don't go working, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to be better. But on the long term, I'm going to be in pain because it's I won't worse. have money. If tomorrow I go working, I'm going to be in pain because so I need to work. Maybe my back will hurt, yeah. but after I'm going to be good. Yes, yeah, because you you're, you're doing something meaningful. It's the um, building yourself up. Uh, so Denmark, they, um, they, it's quite a, um, it's built on a floodplain. Yeah, and what it, people it, are it, trying to do nowadays is just running away of it. And so when they face it, they're so like, it, why, why so this happen? They don't know what to do. It's what um, they uh, they don't build a they don't build dams to face. Uh, to face the worst flood in a hundred years, they they build a dam to face the worst flood in ten thousands and thousands of years. It's building yourself up. Whereas um, someone like America, uh, I forget where, but they built a dam that would only be able to they, uh, well, all these flood things prevention to stop the biggest flood in hundreds of years. And what happened is they all flooded, and they went. They they attributed it to go they they quite literally the reaction of why did this happen oh my god natural disaster this that and the other. Some would say that yeah others would say they didn't prepare properly they weren't they hadn't built themselves up to to deal with that that's what um that's what makes a um the idea of a flood quite um that's why it's in religion quite a bit because what a flood is 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 maybe a, 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 like a death in a family. It's it's something going wrong in your life, and that will you the can't, stuff you that's can't. not the stuff that's not prepared will be washed away. That's what Noah's Ark is. He prepared for, he was prepared for that adversity in his life, and he dealt with it. Mm. The people that weren't ready to deal with it got washed away, and that's yeah, quite interesting actually. But that, that's I think that's what you were hitting on there. So yes. you've got to you need to be aware of what life is. Otherwise, you're gonna be like, uh, what, what what can I do right now? What what is the problem? Why what is it? What is is this happening only to me? Yes. And then also on the other end, because if you think, oh, this is happening also to me, why all, all, I'm all the only person suffering about this, about that, you're gonna feel special after, and you have to understand that you, the human is not special. Mm. Being special, it means that you're gonna feel like all all the eyes are on you, but it's not like this, you know. No, everyone's too busy focusing on themselves. A small part of a puzzle. That's all we are. That's what. And here in London, you understand it properly because you know, like, if before I came from a lake, if before like my small city was a lake, this is like a sea, and the sea is full of sharks. You mm. know what I'm saying? That's the point. Oh, have you seen um the film Big Fish? Uh, uh, I don't. I don't remember. Maybe <laughs> it's got no. Ewan McGregor. It's got Ewan McGregor in it, and it's a film about a guy from a small village. Okay. And he, and you know, he was very, very big in his own village. So he had to. And it's pretty much about him, you know, always feeling like a big fish in a small pond, and that. Well, I think I think that's what you're hitting on there. You know. Yeah. You don't are. be a big fish in a don't be a big fish in a small pond because all of a sudden. 
you know, that pond might flood and you'll be washed up in the sea. And that's the main thing we were speaking about before, you see? Yeah. We were thinking about before. If you are not aware, then you're going to be, why? Because you're going to feel special, but then you're going to face the reality. And the reality is different. We are in a world, you are nobody. That's it. It's the same with um, uh, Wim Hof Method is the thing I've been doing recently. Wim Hof being... um, He's a, a guy that does all these crazy feats with ice and... and yeah, but and you that. don't have to think about this in a, in a bad way because if you understand you are not special, you're going to be like, okay, so I'm just going to be free. I can have my freedom. I'm just going to mm-hmm. do what I feel. I'm going to do this without without caring what about other people think about me. I'm just going to rap because I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that I'm not Come full special. Circle. Come full circle. So, so, so with that in mind, the, the money and the freedom... Uh, what were you talking about? Sorry, the, the, the freedom, the freedom in the travel. Yeah. Where yeah. does money come into that? Because obviously there's a the concept okay. of being free and not caring. Nowadays, but you'd also have to argue as well that in order to earn the money, which you can argue buys you the freedom, you have to have discipline and arguably maybe traps. Depending. They are through that the people don't want to know is that nowadays to be free you need to have money. That's it. Because if you don't have money, you cannot fly or go to another country. Mm-hmm. Well, money is... Or everything is speechless. People that say, oh, yes, but you need to have your own farm, living... Okay, yeah. you're going to be free, but you're, the world is big. You are not free. Nowadays, to have money... Sorry, to be free, you need to have money. You need to have value, at least. Yes, but... Because money say, is a show of value. I don't know what freedom is for you, but freedom for me is even that... I don't know, a stupid example. I have money, I'm rich, I park my car uh, where I could, where I can't. Okay, just going to pay the penalty, the fee. Mm. Just pay the fee. This, this is freedom, okay? Or maybe I just go to a restaurant, um, I go with my girl, she can choose whatever she wants. This is freedom. I can choose whatever I want. This is freedom. Okay? Yeah, no, I, I agree more. I, I agree more of the second second, uh, uh, second example. is a good one. I like that. Yeah, no, um, some would argue, though. Could uh, you argue that money is a chain, as much of a chain as anything else? It is. People are chained by money, and that that limits even more freedom. Because pe- people will do things for the sake of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the money is interesting because it's like a way to discover people. Now, let's say if I I don't know, like let's say I give you like a a lent, I lent you like I don't know, a little bit of money. If I don't get my money back, okay, that's the end. Uh, it means that I discovered the the person you were. That's mm-hmm. it. Or if you do something to me, it's a way to discover people. You know what I'm saying. Uh, it's very interesting, but it's a, a double-sided weapon. You know what I'm saying? You have to know how to use it. Because otherwise, uh, it's like when people uh, know uh, very good designer brand, designer stuff, you don't have to... Some people, they let this stuff wear them instead of the opposite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. People that are buying Gucci just on the purpose to buy it. It's not them that they own this. It's this, this thing that they own them. Because they are not free. <laughs> and that's that's what the... That's why it's very hard to tell people how to live. You know, you'll go out there and say, you go out there and say, you know, you could say, and this could be a very valid point, don't buy Gucci and this, that and the other because you're giving into the culture of this, that and the other. But what if you actually like that? You know, then not buying it is robbing you of, of your freedom. But then they would argue, but you're giving into this materialistic culture. So therefore you are giving, you're actually losing your freedom because you're coming a slave to this. It's all, it's all about finding. It, it depends your how way. how insight you go into it because 
that some people may argue they like the clothes but then then the reasonings behind that may be even more restrictive so there's always layers to things and almost to an extent where it's not even worth ourselves the observers looking any further into it we were saying this we were saying this yesterday we're about, we've, this is probably the third time we've spoken about materialism and marketing on the podcast well it's it's and it's coming up at the Come up yeah, because we're in London. We're in London, India. We're in London. Oh, yeah. There's literally marketing everywhere you look. London is basically consumerism. It's full of people that uh, I don't know where I'm from. Uh, let's say in Italy, our way. If we don't know uh, what to do, okay, maybe somebody goes shopping, but we go, I don't know, drinking one uh, uh, Campari gin. With my friend, we like drinking Campari gin, let's say. Instead yep. of going to the pub at six, like we meet outside the table, we go to a cafe near uh, our place, like in the center. Yeah. We go there, we start drinking, we smoke some cigarettes, we have a great time. Yeah. I noticed that here is so sad because here people, when they don't know what to do, they just spend money. You see people, maybe the, the same people every day with mm. the bags of uh, primary, just to name something. And they just buy things that they don't need. They do it to kill the time, but it's so sad. Yes. That's so sad because it means that you, you, you need money to do everything. If you need money to pass the time, it, it means that you need money to have friends. You need money to make friends. But they'd argue, and this is why it, all of this is just, it's so personal and it's very hard to tell people. But they would argue, that's what makes them happy. Uh, discovering stuff, buying stuff, that's their interest. That's their, so that's their meaning. And therefore it's very, so now it's very, very hard but not only because but, it, but not only because it's they're interested, it means that it's selfish. Let's say there are some people that base their life, uh, their everything on money. But not only because they base everything on this, it means that it's healthy. Like these people, it's not healthy what they're doing. You know, yeah. it means that you didn't you didn't uh, uh, achieve your 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 real uh, target. It's not that you, you you didn't understand what is your your real path to pursue in your life. You yeah, know no, what I'm I, saying? I I fully agree with you. I was just. Everybody wants just poke, money. Just poking a little bit, you know. We want to, we want to, we want to test the water. Yeah, we want to, we want to, uh, we want to expand on this. I fully agree with, you, with what you're saying. You know, there are loads of people that will just go, I don't want to do. I'm bored at home. Uh, you could maybe listen to, listen to a meaningful podcast. You know, no, what they'll do that. is they'll go on to uh, they'll go onto the laptop and just be scrolling. And looking for stuff to buy. Jesus, I, sometimes I do it. <laughs> now I feel like it, stupid. I'm speaking about this in a bad way, but sometimes I do it. You know, and, and after it, I'm like, what the fuck have done? But well, you, you, you can't, you can't escape marketing anymore. That's that's the thing. You go yeah. to what, what is it, Piccadilly Circus? It's literally famous for it. And you, you sometimes, like yesterday, I accidentally said the word Big Mac when I was just talking about a Five Guys Burger. No, you, you can't, you you can't even identify marketing anymore. That's how good it's got. Exactly. You, you can't find it. it. It's almost like a But Trump a shadow. was the best example because one person that should be a politician is actually a brand. And so it's not, it's not even, it gets to a certain extent where I think we established this on our Bowtie podcast anyway. It gets to a point where you can't, it's not even worth talking about anymore because it's something that we will never be able to escape from. It's such a superpower. Yeah. And it's so infectious that nearly everything, we are a product of marketing. We're a product of things that we're fed through these phones. Yeah. E- nearly everything we look at, we are pretty much the product of. Oh, Obviously, yeah. and then in the real world, if you put your phone down and go, okay, let's face the real world here. Unless you're standing in a field where we are now, anywhere else is going to be telling you the exact same thing that phone's telling you. Yeah. You can't no, escape it. it. It's, um... oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn, I was I was gonna say uh, it's it's all about perspective. I think it's very very hard to oh that's it. Everyone, what you your interactions with the world are a complete byproduct of the way you're thinking at that time. 
uh, and everything like that everything to do with that is all reflective of you your um, the way you see yourself is reflective of you know where you're at it's the way you view other people are the same if I, if I had a problem with Adam for some random reason I think now now what I've realised is the first thing I actually should be thinking is how does that relate to me you know the way you know because that might say oh I actually might have been too quick to judge there which then shows something about me well there's there's a there's a big thing that I've said for a while now and I spoke to Mikella about this a while back as well there's fundamentally two buttons you can press is either love or love or fear and people will always argue it's actually love or hate, but it's not because you, you, you will not hate someone or feel anything negative against someone unless it, it appeals some sort of threat to yourself. Otherwise, mm. people are just subordinate and they shouldn't even reach your radius of even caring. The moment someone grabs your attention for a negative reason because it brings some threat to your own life or your own your own personality or anything like that, it sort of crosses that border. Otherwise, it's literally not worth your worry. That That is very, very good because, yeah... Hate is. What do you think about money? So you think that even if, uh, if, I, if you talk about money, you shouldn't be that uh, well. What do you mean? What is your point of view? You are telling me that only if a person uh, is about to grab to grab your life, basically, you need to be worried. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not in a literal sense. Something materialistic. So you are saying that for you, your point of view is that. You just need to worry to worry about somebody to think about somebody only if it crosses the, the path that is about your life your life i was ta- when, I, when i say my life i mean like yourself as a person right not like not like physical life or death sort of situation i mean if we're representing your body as a temple and you as a temple is anyone who threatens that um for instance very if i'm if i'm an insecure person and i come across someone who's very secure i would act in a hateful way towards them because they are something that i am not Hate is a defense mechanism. Of, it's the defense mechanism of well, it's fear. A, it's a product of fear. Yeah, it's, it's a defense mechanism of it. It's a product of fear. If you fear something, uh, so lots of people, you we, like in language we hear it. So someone, if so, someone who didn't like spiders, they say, I hate spiders. Yeah. So it's, it, and I, re- I did actually really like that because fear is more of an emotion whereas hate is more normally a uh, it's actually an action you can have hateful actions but hate you know hate uh, is a very very strong feeling hate and love are the, the strongest feelings in the world hate and love not fear no, but hate and love hate, hate is he, a product of he's fear ar- he's, arguing why, why do you, that, no, no. he's arguing that hate let's break this down let's break this down Michele why, why, why would you hate someone why would you hate someone I will date somebody because maybe could do you think that hate and fear are related? I would hate uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah, no. Why would you hate someone? Okay, okay, that's very interesting. I will date a person if she. <laughs> she. <laughs> she says it all, doesn't it, folks? Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now the the, the situation in my mind it was like. Uh, a girl cheating on cheating on you. Maybe okay. in that moment. So what does that what does that mean? Will this girl, but this will be because we we guys we the man as a I can say you have the honor. It's like somebody yeah. is your honor. So yeah. it means that in the end, uh, yes. So that's taken that's taken away from you that honor, or it brings a threat to your own honor. No, you, you see, it's not. But it's not for fear. Yeah, no. You should no. be afraid of a girl. No, but you hate her because of the way somebody act to you. Let's see. You're fearful. You're fearful. You're fearful of no, but you're you're fearful of that experience. You, in, you, which, in what sense? Um, so you'd hate someone. So so now so say I, um, 
say I killed your family. You would hate me, yes. You have grounds to hate me but as well. But I have no fear of you. I just hate no. you. It's the opposite. But you fear no, you the event of your family event. being killed and the, the outcome event. of that emotion is hate. Well, it's not fear. It's not fear. Fear is if I'm afraid of... It's like... Uh, what is fear? Fear is like if you... If fear... I don't Caution. Fear, fear, fear is... is def- fear is defense... Fear so, is something that our brain, uh, our brain uh, gives to us when we are in danger. So we have, it's telling you, look, and you're telling we have, this can be and the we murder have, of a family isn't danger. So, so the amygdala, the amyg- it's happened. It's happened. You can't have fear of no. something that that's happened. It's happened. That's the end. It's yes, dead. and then hate comes so after. Fear, no, you have anger. You yeah. have anger. You just want to make this person. You twat. Should turn off phone off. Yeah, I, yeah, for I'm the good. for the record, guys, I'm actually eating at six o'clock. I feel like I should just put that out there. Yeah, 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 we're gonna. I feel like I should put that out there. Yeah, we got time. We got time. We'll, 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 let's tell you what. We'll finish hate and no, fear, I, and I, then we'll do closing statements. You know, and yeah, yeah. But the thing now about fear is that uh, I mean, let's say I kill all your family. It's not fear. But you'd you know, be afraid family, of it. I just eat. I just. Uh, Eat you and in every way or another, I'll try to make you pay for that. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's thing. yeah. Okay, but we're, we're talking about okay. There's a series of events that goes on here. There's the value. Let's start off with value. Okay, you've got the value of your family, which is very high. Yes. Very high. So if it's something at such high stakes, you wouldn't be prepared to lose it, not mentally. And with that comes fear. But you, you know fear for your family. Happen. You know that this can happen. You know, life, everything. What I was speaking with you about before is that life is pain. You can try to run away from pain. Yeah. When I'm here, I know that I'm far away from my family that is in me. That I know that if something happens to them, I won't be there. You know mm. what I'm saying? I am aware of this. Yeah. Is there, f- is there fear? The, yeah. um, that's not fear. That's knowing how life is. So because life is pain and you try to run away. Like I told you before, you need to be aware of things. I mean, I'm not telling you that if this happened, of course, we are human. I'm yeah. not telling you that if this happened, I'm going to be like, oh, right, this happened. You're not no. saying what is, you're saying what should be. No, but I'm telling you also the way I live life, because I know that this can happen. I know that this I can am... happen, that something could happen to my family and everything. And I'm yeah. telling you, maybe you're going to be right because you won't think about that. But in that moment, because one day it will happen, one day, <laughs> I know, uh, one day... It's gonna be happen. Everybody needs to die one day, man. So the before you think about this and you understand this is the truth, and the before you're gonna be alright with yourself and with the people around you. Mm. So um, back to fear, the amygdala, yeah, it's part in your brain that um regulates um, it draws connections from uh, it, it regulates danger. Now and it it will place links. From a, a uh, it's like a spider web linking to an inevitably death, yeah. It, 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 and that's where fear comes from. So, someone could be scared of the dark because the dark signifies unknown, and unknown there could be something dangerous in the unknown, which then goes to death. So that's it's like a big old uh, spider's web in it. And what the amygdala does as well, though, is it also links these dangers to death, but it also um, it also, po- it's very good at then regulating responses in the system, yeah. So, um, so fear of so uh, fear of the dark because of the unknown, this, that, and the other goes links to death. The amygdala will then go, okay, so I'll just avoid, I'll just we'll just avoid um, the dark. Maybe use a torch, this, that, and the other. So that's what um, there are people with no amygdalas walking down the street. And someone come, runs up to them and says, you know, give me all your money. 
And because they've got no amygdala, no fear of death, they go, no, I'm not going to. And they say, I'm going to stab you. And they go, well, I'll just stab you back. No, there's, because, they're, because their brain can't have, hasn't linked danger with death, they fail to respond to it properly. So someone with a fear of that would actually, could, you could argue, would, res- would respond with hate. So say so, um, someone, because the amygdala links stuffs to danger. So someone killing your family, that's danger. That's linked. And that's linked to you, death. Now, you would react in hate as a defense mechanism uh, to that danger through fear of that happening maybe to you or to anyone else. That's why... That's why fear is a primal... Fear is one of the most primal... It's got a section in your brain, the amygdala, that literally regulates it. That's why I liked the idea of him changing hate with fear, because fear is a precursor to hate. You don't, you know, you, you don't necessarily need to feel fear. We, we probably feel, feel hate yeah. more than we don't do get, fear. Don't get me wrong. Fear is the gateway to hate. The jump, from fear, to, the jump from fear to hate is a very, very quick jump. It's not a, it's not a gradual turn of emotion. It's very quick, yeah. but the root of it will have to come from fear. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't have time to hate. The thing is that you know, no, no, the, no. You're right. You know, you, you you're right. What you say is right. But the thing is that you know, if uh, somebody killed my family, this would be already happened. Mm. So you, I I, w- yeah. I will jump the state of fear. You know what I'm saying? I will just go straight to the eight. If somebody yeah. threatens to kill my family, this would be. I would have the. I would be. I would have fear, yeah, no, I agree but for one minute and then just go. Yeah, no, I, you know? I agree with you. And, I, and I, I, if somebody kills my family, they and that's they what state and that's I, but that's what your exist. that's what your brain has. That's what your brain has hardwired through because you through growing up, um, maybe with the fear of or you know everyone does have a fear of you know their family of their family getting murdered. Everyone yeah, has that. It fear. just doesn't have to be at the front and of it, the brain. And it yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And it has, there is somebody who thinks about it more or less. It's hardwired that response as maybe maybe not even hate just maybe vengeance or action or whatever it's, a, it's already hardwired it's the same of, it's the same as caring caring is just fear really fear caring for someone is just yeah. fearing that nothing bad way. happens exactly. you That's just good. you yeah. just flip it around exactly. it's always there it's just never always so i'm not sitting there right now say happiness is just fear of that of of the good times ending Happiness, yeah, is fear of the good time sending. You think? Well, no, 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 not, I'm not saying I think. I'm only spitballing. I'm only throwing up ideas, but it could be like no, no, no. You you express happiness in times of good, maybe because through fear of them not happening anymore. I don't know. I, I'm I'm only spitballing. They say that the people that smile that smile uh, more are the people that suffered more in life. The people that laugh more that that, that laugh that so tend to laugh uh, more are the people that suffered more in life. That's very interesting. Yes. Maybe. It makes sense because like you're saying is like a way to run away from the pain you've been into like you're saying mm. if your happiness is just uh, being happy that you are not in the situation of before that's why just to relate to another uh, comment that's why a lot of people like uh, let's say when they have nothing they're really in pain because they come from having something mm. so that when they are without it they're gonna be really bad it is the opposite. Like people come from the bottom, then arrive at the top, they're gonna be very happy. You see, mm. they're gonna appreciate what they what they have. Like you're telling me, somebody is sad. If before it was happy, I don't know, 
he had a great family as a unified family maybe he had this yet and then after all maybe his family his parents divorced let's say yeah. he can start having problem in that moment uh, uh he's gonna be more sad because well, that, he was happy before that's why we don't uh you know i was thinking i don't know when i was thinking this but it was like there is no such you don't really hear much at all about a depressed uh, starving african kid you don't hear that because there is no exactly but there You're is right. but mental the health example. but mental health round here is rampant you know mental health issues is, is terrible around here May, and it is maybe to do with that loss in our culture especially I think yeah. in UK but even in Italy that's very mental health is a really is a real problem but you see in Africa countries like that it's very hard to find no, something with mental they're, problem because they, they, they're like the, the human like the humans were years ago it's like surviving it's primal I need to have food. That's primal. I need mm. to have food. I need to have water. No time I need to these, have a family. No time I'm for happy. these. No time, time for these emotions. We have emotion. time to do too much. You see, it's when you have too many choices, like in London, too many to do, too many options, you're gonna. They um. There was a study where they um, they gave people they were on the street and they said, oh, we've got, we got three jelly beans. We've got. Uh, what flavor would you like? Okay, cool. Yeah, and then someone had that jelly bean, and then they. But they also did it with another group of people where they gave them a choice of twenty. Of just twenty jelly beans and said, which which flavor would you want? And then they and then they, after they ate it, they said, "Are you happy with your decision?" The people with twenty options more often than not went, "No." It's, uh, the, it's the same with, happy when the people with the three option were like, "I'm I'd, happy." I'd yeah. throw that straight into the whole Netflix thing. Most people will be slagging off Netflix now because they've got such variety. Same with Sky, such variety. Where You'll is? never be happy. It's like oh. whenever I sit down with like a no baked beans cheese on toast or something, and I sit down and want to watch no. something on Netflix. I will spend forever looking yeah. and whenever yeah, I find something right. I'll have in the back and of my you, mind and, and, I could have watched something else. And, normally, and, I, think, yeah, normally, and yeah. I think now especially you and me have, and Mikel as well haven't gone to university there's no path anymore. You're given literally if you have the right mindset which I think we both do in this situation we're open to nearly everything the world has to offer every career path that's the everything. That's the, and that's then the you, you don't know what's your place and, in the world. And then you go oh, and, and you've said this before well I'd be happy doing anything. Exactly. And the question is, what? Well. Where would I? And then you're just lost. You're in an abyss at that point. How do you get? How do you find it then? Here Sorry? we go. Last yeah, to, cl- to close it up. How do you find what it? What would you say? Someone so that the, uh, the, the a com- Jesus. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Jesus in your eye. Bloody yes. hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. A, a common theme with this has about been about finding your passion. So in a hundred words or however you want to put it, what would you say to those? Who are looking for their place in the world? We're looking for. How do you find it? Just find it. We're not even going to find it. How do you find it? Okay. Did get a map? I didn't find not even my place uh, in the world. So it's like you know, uh, it's like uh, I don't know, um, accepting advices from a person that uh, don't like to accept advices. If I tell this, okay. But what I think is that it's just that you find your place in life, uh, in in the world, just living. That that's that's the main thing. If you stop thinking about it, you will never found it. If mm-hmm. you live your life, you're gonna understand. Because living your life, you're gonna discover parts of you that you didn't know they were existing. Hit okay, let's say suffering, living my life. I had this part of me like suffering, and that's why I started making music. And I liked making music. But if I stopped talking to myself, what do I do? What do I like doing in life? It's like one, uh, one other. It's like a. What I'm told, like when you stop on Netflix, you just stop and say, which movie should I see? And no, instead, if you just open Amazon Prime or Netflix, what else uh, it is? 
and you just click on a movie, you watch, okay, I like this kind of movies. Yeah. It means that from now I'm gonna watch this kind of movies. Yeah, or even if you... Um... If, I, if I stop thinking about life, oh, what is my place in the world? Okay, I'm gonna stay forever, just choosing, going around, uh, having 10,000 jobs, 10,000 universities, like, like this. But instead, if I just, just live my some. life, if, if I just live my life, I'm gonna be led to the right place. Quite, you know? quite often. Because I'm gonna know everything about me, that's why. Quite often, if you sit down, and you're flicking through Netflix, you'll never ever, or whatever, you'll never ever find the right thing. Whereas, maybe if you just stop, literally went for a walk, as you're walking and you're thinking of other things, something would hit you, and you go, oh, I want to watch that, and then you go back and bosh, you watch that sometimes. Okay? Exactly, that's why it's good, because in a certain way, London, London makes you be selective, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because like... Uh, being like expensive you need to choose what to do you there are a lot of people and your time is precious so you you can't be like with uh, 70 people all at the time it's impossible you need to choose you need to select so i'm gonna be with these people i'm gonna buy only this type of clothes okay well because you have an identity mm. at the same time you have value and at the same time you need what's your path in life being selective is one of the main things Telling no sometimes when they ask you, oh, what about we do this? No, today I can't. I need yeah. to do this, okay? When the, I don't know, the, you go shopping, oh, but uh, do you like this step? No, I'm just gonna go for this. It's that, selective. It's that That's sort the main of, thing in life. That's been quite a running mantra we've had with just these two juxtaposing sort of concepts of stop, zoom out, mm -hmm. and then be selective. And it's sort of these two different sort of philosophies working really nicely together, you know. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I told you. And um, yeah. I think, song do you want to close on? Uh, okay. So you let me choose the song. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Any song. Uh, Any song you want, mate. Type it in there. Any song you want. Type it in there. Okay. So what the song? I make. I make. Uh, you think our and listeners, then type it up. Uh, I shall. I make our listeners so that's, uh, listen to an Italian song, maybe. What do you, you think? Type it up in silence. I'll, I'll just you know. I'll, I'll just talk. Type it up, man. For a sec. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm. Oh, this one we can even cut it. Or we can do. I can. Okay. I just take my phone because I need to choose the right song. You okay, know? you can play it on your oh. phone if you want. Actually, do you want? Yeah. This is the um, second second podcast we've we've recorded in our in our comeback. What do you think, Adam? I think so far so good. I think we're we're coming down a very good road. I'm loving this. We've, uh, I think I I think for within the the first week two weeks I met Mikado I know I wanted him to come on. It, this you know we've we've, I, we've um, got an eye for these people. I absolutely agree. I think it's been a pleasure having you on actually, Mikado. Oh, thank you so much, brother. Mate, it's, been it's been a pleasure to meet you as well, and, mm. and I hope I can you know. Yes, you're going back to. Yeah, you're going back to Italy, but yeah, I'd, I'd love in, to. In I'd love to stay. Uh, well, I know you and Adam are going to stay in touch, so you know. This mm. would, well, of course, mate. We're gonna meet before I go. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. We'll Everything is gonna go to a pub tomorrow, bro. Tomorrow is the seventeenth. Have indeed. you got a song, Michele, or Should I? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a song. I'm gonna make our people listen to an Italian song. I was gonna type in the national anthem. Have you learned anything? Because before you put like uh, you didn't that's more, I'm politics. gonna meet you. If you listen to this, that's some more. It's a different song, like. Uh, okay. No, maybe. Type it up. Type it up. Type it up. Type it up. This is like a song from. Uh, 
uh, Italo. These two guys basically now they're trappers, rappers, but before they were uh, rock stars in uh, America, in USA, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Okay. And this see this and this uh, this uh, song is called Polo Nord. This one here. Okay, click it. Let's go. Let's go for it. Play that, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to the Class Club podcast. I've been your host Adam Goretzky I've been Ben and he's been make sure you stay classy out there well, I like it's it. currently raining pretty hard nice out intro. there it's also quite a nice outro I can feel that brilliant outro what's it about yeah, Thank you very much for listening if you stuck around. You done good people. Stay classy. Yeah, it's like